Don't ever laugh as a hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in bloody sheets to drop you six feet underneath. They put you in a pine wood. Tonight, we're headed back into true crime territory with a very, very disturbing unsolved case the Oakland County Child Killer. This is going to be a rough one, folks. Listener discretion is definitely advised. All aboard the Midnight Train Podcast. On your snout, they eat your eyes, they eat your nose as you begin to decompose. A slimy beetle with demon's eyes chews through stomach and out your side. Hello, passengers, and welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. Yes, we make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. And yes, we are a comedy podcast and shit can get pretty dark, especially with the topics we choose and especially the one today. So if you're not into that kind of thing, listen, no hard feelings, but you can go and listen to something else. But if you are, thanks for uh, being just as twisted and fucked up as we are. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. And with me always are my co-hosts, or at least mostly my co-hosts, Mr. <laughs> Moody and Logan. Yeah. yeah. How's it Boys? going, buddy? It's going. Yeah. How's your week? It's been a week. So it's a week. Huh? We'll talk about it later. I just got back from Minneapolis on um, uh, Monday. I was so ready to pin that loss on you. Yeah, because I didn't think they were gonna yeah. pull it up. Did man. you see me on the on the TV, dude? I didn't see the whole game, but when I was what I was watching, I was looking for you. I'm like, he's oh yeah, we were there. I watched. I'm like, the they're gonna game. show the Browns fans. Like yeah. he's guy, he's gonna have. Oh to yeah, Grace and I were. I both saw the there. I saw the picture that someone posted. Though. Yeah, we got blown. Everyone was blowing us up. Like what the fuck? You know, they, yeah, super cool. It was a good game. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Now we, um, of course, you know. If, if you don't know, now you know. You know. Yeah. And if you don't know, if you haven't, do us a big favor and stop on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right yeah. now. Give us a five star review or whatever kind of review you can. And uh, while you're there, you know, like follow, subscribe, or whatever the hell they ask you to do. Yeah. And uh, you'll get each episode as they are released. And we know we're on this weird <laughs> schedule thing right now. Listen, it's a it's a weird time of year for everybody here. Yeah. Here. It's it's so weird. With your, right now. your work schedule and my fucking kids doing every goddamn thing yeah it's just it's been nuts i mean you guys both got new jobs yeah. I'm, I'm dealing with this shit storm of not having enough people to work and it's yeah. just been fucking crazy but hey we're, we're still doing it we're still doing it we're it may not them. come out exactly the day we want but it'll at least come out the week we want right? yeah each yeah, week we're getting them to you right so I we mean, apologize for the uh weirdness but yeah yeah most yeah. of us too you know what you know what if you don't like it fuck off i mean See, that's true too that's true. There it is. There, there's you're, Moody. You're, you're there getting, he is. There he is. <laughs> you're getting episodes. Deal By the it. way, for a lot of people, if you happen to be a somewhat new listener, or if you just, if maybe you are a listener and you don't know, um, Moody, <laughs> he acts that way. Like, yes, that's his personality, but that is also his real last name. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It absolutely. It fits. <laughs> like, it fits fucking perfect. It's not just a clever description. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, our beautiful Patreon subscribers will be receiving new bonuses. We got one coming up on Haddon Clark. Yeah. If you guys don't remember that guy, he invented the Clark Bart. He yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. He invented the Clark Bart. And uh, holy shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> we'll discuss him. No, he's actually a really, oh, really, really, oh. really, really bad guy. So we're going to talk about him in the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had a lot of new ones, like we just that dropped the hollow. Jokes. Yeah, it was a good one. It's Kella. 
<laughs> and we also just dropped the hollow uh, moon theory. Yeah. Did that one. That was eventful. We we, was... we solved it. The moon is hollow. It is. Mm-hmm. Both with M&Ms. Yes. John, John brought forth no evidence whatsoever that it's not hollow. Yep. Can't disprove it. Right. So you guys have to listen to that. So <laughs> sign up to listen to those. Become a pooper at patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast. Or head on over to the Midnight Tron. Welcome to the Midnight Tron Podcast. You guys are probably way too young to remember Tron. And no, they, didn't they come up with a new one not, not too long ago? About me yeah. are you? No, old. the listeners here. Some know. of them might be. Yeah. They did do the new one. Yes. It was yeah. actually not bad. I did yeah. not see it. It was, it was, it was, Jeff Bridges was in it, though. Yes, yeah. the original was in it, yes. But I meant the Midnight Train Podcast.com, our oh, official oh. website. Forward yeah. slash Tron? Yes, for, forward slash Tron. <laughs> um, you can pick up some merchandise. <laughs> I was going to try to go to that. Now. Like, <laughs> it doesn't exist. Don't hey, do what that. happened with the Tron thing? It's not working on my way. Or maybe I shouldn't. It's just going to be us in Tron outfits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys can uh, also you know, just sign up over there, become a Patreon uh, pooper, you know, support the show, and you get all kinds yeah. of cool stuff like in there. Like our upcoming ghost hunt stuff. Yes. The ghost hunt is coming up at the end of this month. Woo. Hope you guys are excited about that because if you are a pooper and if you are, we're gonna we're working on how you guys can get some live. You're feeds gonna watch that shit live, not and the whole thing probably because that's like eight hours of just us being idiots. In the at park. least from time to time. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna be popping in and out just, just exclusively out, yeah. for poopers though. Just yes. just for the poop bills. And we're gonna uh, I figure we we could put together a, a nice bonus of all the stuff that we come up with. A montage, the, will just you? Just for the poopers. A montage. So yep. should we keep that montage for the poopers? Oh also? absolutely. But, yeah. No, but, that's only poopers unless there's something like unless. Ch- that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's though, going. Is that again? Pooper? That may happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's only because of IBS. It's not because I'm scared. That's it's just that. Yeah. That one's going viral. Yeah. <laughs> old old man shits himself yeah. in haunted house. <laughs> Uh, podcast host poops himself that'd be great thank you but anyway sign up for that become a patreon uh and pooper and, and support the show so yeah. and a lot of you guys know we have fun on our official facebook group page so sign up over there as well you can go on facebook and just look for the midnight train podcast group forum and that's us we also like to drink a lot and we, we like to quote movies a lot we so do. when we quote a movie and it's not forced or anything or happen to sing a song that's associated with it you got a drink yeah, and so do we, we. We do bust out in the song quite often, quite often. Yeah. Yes. And lots of movie quotes. Yes. And make sure to subscribe to our, uh, both our YouTube, which by the way, this Saturday, Milo's oh. Midnight Menagerie. Or mena- Menagerie? Menagerie. Men- Menagerie. Menagerie. Pajamas. Pajamas. Where our new uh, recap show is going to be dropping. Like the first episode comes this Saturday. I believe it's the ninth. I believe you, so. Have you heard anything about, did he, has he gotten the uh, raccoons yet? Do you know? I know. Oh, I don't was, know. I know he was about to go get him. I don't know. Possibly. I don't talk to Milo a lot because he's a lot. The skeleton sisters are trying to prep yeah. the raccoons for a fight. I think we need to. Yeah. I don't know. I, my money's on Milo. He seems like a crazy fuck. If he brings the fox along, we don't. I don't know. Oh, that's true. His fox. He'd probably fox just throw the fox in the way and then run. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Though. Yeah. Throw the fox. Distract him with the fox and then sneak <laughs> up behind him. <laughs> so make sure you're signing up over at YouTube and uh, Twitch. We happen to jump on there from time to time. And uh, make sure you check out the uh, new documentary shot and produced by Darkroom Speed Films based on us. That's right. Us. Called Off the Rails. It's, it's on waves. our available YouTube channel. It is making it's waves. It's making waves. That's right. It's going to be on Skinamax soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And HBO After Dark. Right after the Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. So let's turn down the lights. All right. Adjust our seats. Yeah. Grab a drink and let's get really fucking gross today. Ew. 
Yeah, well, this is a tough topic. It's not great. Yeah, it's not great. It's not a good start to it. No. But first, here's a toast to all you beautiful motherfuckers. And also, do us a huge favor. Anytime you see anything from Miller High Life, tag us in it. And hashtag sponsor us. Uh, uh, uh. Huh? What, what was that? What? I couldn't hear you. The music was loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said turn it up louder? Yeah, that's what? It's so what? loud. But it's hype music, and it needs to get hyped, especially yeah. for something as dark as we're, we're gonna, talking about we're today. We're going to hype you the fuck up for this one. Yeah, you're going to need yeah. it. So today's episode is taking us back to the world of unsolved true crime. It is. This episode deals with pretty tough stuff, so consider this your trigger warning as the episode does talk about the killings of young children, and it's fucked. Ugh. Can I leave? If you feel that you need to. I have a, like, you can go in the corner in there. I got comic books and stuff. Find your safe space if you need it. Yeah? Yeah. What comic books do you have? Um, it's mostly just serial killer stuff, but I mean, it's fine. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we are heading to the state of Michigan for this one. Yeah, <laughs> Oakland County, to be exact. Wait, o- Oakland County would have ha- This yeah. would have happened in Michigan. Oakland County is part of the metropolitan Detroit area located northwest of the city. As of the 2020 census, its population was 1,274,395, making it the second most populous county in Michigan behind neighboring Wayne County. That's where Detroit is. Detroit. Detroit. Dirty Detroit. It's pronounced Detroit. Oh, is it? Yes. I didn't didn't understand. I didn't know that. It's French. It's Detroit. Oh, I did not know that. Hmm. Oh, wait. Like how, you know. It's French. It is Detroit. Detroit. You know how the OIT in like right. Chris Benoit That's right. is Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Chris Benoit. Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> so the county seat Boulevard is. Boulevard <laughs> I don't know what it is. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> so the county seat is Pontiac. The county was founded in 1819 and organized in 1820. Oakland County is among the 10 highest income counties in the United States with populations Ooh. over 1 million people. Very nice. That's, I didn't know that. Sounds wow. fucking fancy. Yeah, it is fancy. Wow. Bougie. Wow. So the county's knowledge, knowledge-based economic... <laughs> knowledge. Knowledge-based. The county's knowledge-based economic initiative coined Automation Alley has developed one of the largest employment centers for engineering and related occupations in the United States. We gotta Pretty get cool. jokes in while we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah, this county would spawn a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there go the jokes. Yep, over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the needle. Speaking just, of off the rails. Yeah. So from February 1976 to March of 1977, four children were abducted and murdered with their bodies left in various locations within or just outside Oakland County. Yuck. So there were at least two other murder cases that investigators believe may have been victims of the Oakland County child killer or the babysitter killer, as some called him, which makes it sound so much worse. I don't understand that. When you told me about this episode, I was like, okay. The names fit, whatever, the babies. But, like, 
Why is this? Why do they call who called him the babysitter killer? He wasn't a fucking babysitter. It wasn't. You know what I mean? Like I don't get. Were it. any of the kids babysitters? No. Huh. We're all like, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, that's a good I question. I don't I'm not know. Sure. That doesn't make sense to me. Some idiot at a newspaper probably it's coined like it. He was like sitting on babies. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be a totally different situation, wouldn't it? Yeah. Ugh. There was a guy that did that shit. Seriously? What? Yes. Well, I thought one of you guys pointed it out to me. Somebody was telling me about a guy. A dude. He was like some like four hundred pound dude who would like sit on little kids or some shit, like try to kill him. Oh my god! I don't remember if that's a who thing or not. Told me about uh, I don't know. We'll have to. Yeah, I don't know. I about thought that it was one. one of you guys. Nope. Yeah, it was it us, Chief? You guys don't have to tweet us or anything because we'll we'll figure it out eventually. I think or tweet us just to do it. I don't know. I'll figure it out. All right. So oh the, no, it was a buddy of mine. I'll find out who it your was. Your buddy there. used to sit on kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. he told me about the guy. I was like, I know you hang out the rough crowd, dude. But Jesus, he, he told me about the guy. I will. Uh, I will. I'll. I'll like send you a link to whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I have to find it on my phone, but uh, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's so dude. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So the ensuing murder investigation was the largest of its kind in U.S. history at the time, wow. which is fucking crazy. That a lot of people haven't heard of this. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I didn't right. know anything about it. So yeah. one suspect was even from our neck of the woods, right here in good old Ohio. He wasn't. Fr- well, I guess so. I mean, I guess hearing the way I typed it out, he wasn't from here, but this is where they 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 grabbed him. They 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 nabbed him, snatched him, snatched from. Him. So we'll check out the victims and then get into the suspects. Again, this is a definitely a touchy episode. Yeah, for some. And so, if you're uncomfortable with this, you know, sort of thing, honestly, you might want to skip this episode. And we will or at least uh, have head, no problem. Head like. Hour and 45 in and listen to the movie list. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) So wait, we're going to give you a second. Still with us? Okay, here we go. If not, it's too late to turn back. Too late. From here on out, it's not our fault. That's right. It's it's on you. So every 40 seconds, a child goes missing or is abducted in in the United States. That's fucking insane. Yep. Approximately 840,000 people are reported missing each year in the United States. And the FBI estimates that between 85 and 90% of these... Our children. I don't want to be a dad anymore. Yeah. Oh, this, this, that's the thing too. Like we're all dads and this whole episode going through the notes and shit, dude. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, nope. I, 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 considering how like it used to be like, dude, when we were kids, like legitimately, like you'd leave the house in the morning and just fucking wander around for 12 hours, and then come home. Yeah. We talk about it all the time when the, when the uh, streetlights came yeah. on, that's when you went home. Yeah. Yeah. And shit like this was actually happening. Well, the seventies were a fucked up time. It seems like well, every seventies yeah, se- were bad. Every se- serial killer was, ever was just that's like one like that was like the whole like it's like the new wave of British heavy metal, but it was like serial killers, right? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Especially in the, well, the new yeah, wave of everywhere. American serial killers. Yeah, there must have been something with the planets or something where every yeah, crazy, crazy person man. was just like, oh, you know what I should do today? Yeah, it's just fucking weird. Your son's drinking ninety nine bananas, by the way. That's so gross. Are you pouring it into something? Yes, I'm pouring it into a uh, a seltzer. Um, I know where you can pour it um, in the toilet. You know what? I ain't got nothing else to drink. All right, I don't <laughs> or, want beer. Or you could pour myself. it up your ass and butt chug it. <laughs> but <laughs> That's actually something. Like yeah. All right. So on a positive note, though, more yeah. than ninety nine percent of children reported missing in America in recent years have actually come home alive. No shit. Yeah. So it's a good thing. That's actually impressive. It's super impressive. It, it, way higher than I thought it was. I feel like they probably throw into like like kids that just wandered off though, and then their parents reported them missing, and then they wandered back, and it's like, oh, there he is. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it happens all the time. Oh, don't don't let me forget to tell you guys about a story that took place last night. It was probably the most insane, one of the most insane things I've ever encountered. Oh, it happened to you? Yeah. Well, I was I was a part of it. Oh, okay. It was just was out, later. We'll talk about it anyway. Hey, John. 
Yeah. Uh, don't forget to tell us that story okay. uh, that happened to you. It was the most insane story you've ever been a part of. One of. One of. Yes. I'll, I'll try not to. Okay. Okay. All right. We're totally going to forget. You know yeah. that, right? Okay. Of course. Yeah. So according to the Washington State Attorney General's child abduction murder research, in 74% of the missing children homicide cases uh, studied, the child murder victim was female and the average age was 11 years old. Oof. Right. Oh. We have daughters. Yeah. <laughs> It's horrible. Sorry, I'm still coming over this cold, man. I can't get rid of the damn thing. It's fucking weird. Yeah. In 44% of the cases studied, the victims and killers were strangers, but in 42% of the cases, the victims and killers were friends or acquaintances, hmm. which is like, I don't ever want my children to ever go anywhere without me ever again. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Only about 14% of the cases studied involved parents or intimates killing the child. Right, yeah. Almost two-thirds of the killers in these cases have prior arrests for violent crimes with slightly more than half of those prior crimes committed against children. Makes sense. Fucked. Yeah. It's fucked. We're, we need to fix I that. I feel like it should be a one-striker-out with kids. For that kind of shit. Dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm 100% on board. There's no that. rehab in you. Yeah, you're done. You're done. The primary motive for the child abduction killer in the uh, cases studied was sexual assault, which Ew. is disgusting. In nearly 60% of the cases studied, more than two hours passed between the time someone realized the child was missing and the time the police were actually notified. That's insane to me. Like, I kind of notice right away if my kid's not around. Yeah. Maybe it's because they're jerks and I notice them all the time. Yeah. But, like, like if there's, like, five minutes of silence in my house, I'm like, all right, what's going on? Right, exactly. Something's not right. Yeah, what are they doing? You know? Yeah. Like, even out in public, like... You kind of, like, I don't know. I know it's easy to like take your, take your, uh, like, uh, concentration away from your kid for a second, and kids have a tendency to wander. Right. But like two hours? Well, I think what happens in those two hours is the, the parents are looking for them. You know what I mean? They're looking around. They're trying to find them. Yeah, I guess. Gotta so, be yeah, here. Yeah, He's yeah. gotta be here. Yeah. He's gotta be over there. He's gotta be at this person's house. He's got, you know what I mean? And then so I after guess those, it's not necessarily two hours before they notice. It's right. Two hours, it's before, two hours they, before they call the police. Okay. Yeah. Um, in 76% of the missing children homicide cases studied that the child was dead ugh, within three hours of the abduction. Oof, and in 88.5% of these of the cases, the child was dead within 24 hours. Man, damn. That's fucked. Right. That's just... Ugh, ugh, ugh. So pay attention to your kids, folks. That's all we're saying. Be that parent, the one who annoys them constantly by asking where they are and knowing who they're with. Protect the fuck out of them with every last fiber of your being. That is your number one job as a fucking parent. Correct. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox now, and we will continue. Nice. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Speaking of soapboxes. <clears throat> oh, wait, that's later. Oh, that's later. <laughs> <laughs> so the first victim was 12-year-old Mark Stebbins. Mark was from Ferndale, Michigan, and was last seen at 1.30 p.m. on February 15, 1976. His body was found three days later in Ferndale. He was sexually assaulted and suffocated to death. Yuck. Mark was last seen and heard from at 1.30 p.m. February 15th. He talked to his mother on the phone. He was letting her know that he was leaving the American Legion Hall to head home. He never made it, and at 11 p.m. that night, Mark's mother called the Ferndale Police Department to report Mark missing. So, like that. She talked to him at 1.30 in the afternoon. He never came home, and she didn't call the police till 11 o'clock? Yeah, that seems... Especially for an 11-year-old, you know what I mean? She was probably sitting at home pissed off, like, what the fuck is he doing? Wait, what the fuck? He's got to be playing with his friends. I'm going to go down there yeah, and whip his ass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, I keep forgetting. It was the 70s. <laughs> yeah, it's different. older mentality, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. At about 11.45 a.m. on February 
1976, a businessman named Mark, ooh, big name, uh, Boat, hmm, Botekheimer? But, what? Botekheimer, right? Boat, Botekheimer? Yeah, that's uh, we'll, very, we'll that's a very that's German name. That's very. He left his office building and headed toward a drugstore located inside the New Orleans Mall at 10 Mile and uh, Greenfield Roads. The New Orleans Mall in Michigan. In, in Michigan, correct, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, he wasn't in New Orleans. Gotcha. Yeah. On his way, uh, something caught his eye in the northeast corner of the parking lot. He saw what looked like a mannequin dressed in a blue jacket and jeans. And remember, folks, it's never a fucking mannequin. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Never. But as he got closer, he knew he stumbled into a situation a situation much more grim. It was a body, a, uh, a human body, and it was the lifeless body of 12-year-old Mark Stebbins. Fuck, man, I couldn't. Like, it'd be tough enough walking to along to a, find yeah. a, bo- a body, but to find a, a child's body. Yeah, man. You're, yeah. You, I don't think you could ever recover from that. Nope. Ugh. Another person told police that they, um, they walked their dog around that parking lot just so it could uh, get some exercise, okay? That was around 9.30 a.m., the same morning the body was found. The man said his dog was on a 20-foot leash, and they walked that part of the parking lot, or of the lot. He said if that uh, if the body was there at the time, his dog would have found it, which makes sense. You had yeah, long leash. So the, the dog would have been around. sniffing. Right. Yeah. And if that's true, Mark's body wasn't there at 9.30 a.m., but it was at 11.45 a.m. when Mark Bodeheimer found him. That means there was a two-hour and 15-minute uh, two win- window excuse me, in which someone or some people dumped Mark's body in the area. <laughs> Not a very long, no. you know, window of opportunity no, there. Mark was a seventh grader at Lincoln Junior High School. He stood four feet, eight inches, and weighed about 100 pounds. He had strawberry blonde hair, and uh, the autopsy showed the cause of death as asphyxia by way of smothering. But the report also showed rope burns on his neck, wrists, and ankles. It appeared that Mark was also sexually assaulted. Fucking yikes. That's just fucking horrendous. L. Brooks Patterson, who was the Oakland County prosecutor at the time, said Mark's body was washed by an autopsy team, washing away any fingerprints, which I read that and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I couldn't believe that either. I'm like, they didn't even check for shit before they did that? Right. Great job. (laughs) Well, you guys are stellar over there. There's uh, later on, I think think it's brought up in something that we talk about later about how there was like lawsuits about the ineptness of the police and stuff. Well, they're not off to a good start. I'll tell you that right now. The second victim was also 12 years old. Jill Robinson was from Royal Oak, Michigan. Carol Robinson had three daughters and was recently divorced. She and her oldest Jill would butt heads. And on one occasion in December of 1976, they did just that. It was an argument that led to Jill running away from home. She was last seen at a hobby shop on Woodward Avenue, then the Donut Depot on Maple Road between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. on December 23rd. According to Carol, Jill's mother, the two were arguing about biscuits, right? Okay. And for you UK listeners, we don't mean those kinds of biscuits, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, Biscuits are... uh, Chips. No, they're like crackers. They're little cookies over there. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. We're, we're talking favorite? about fucking biscuits. Biscuits, like biscuits and gravy. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I love biscuits. I fucking love biscuits, man. Uh, poutine. I make them all the time at work for people because they just like some shits. So Jill was asked to help make them for dinner, but she refused. Sometime after a heated back and forth, Carol told her to leave until she became part of the family. Jill wow, over biscuits? Over biscuits. Over fucking Jesus, biscuits. Well, listen, you get 12 years old. They get mouthy, and they're like... You're going to tell your kid to leave because you don't want to make business? I don't know. See, the way I'm thinking about this, 
It's like, get out of here, leave, go to your room, whatever it is until you can become part of this family. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I wasn't there. Yeah. I would hope she wasn't like, Hey, get out of my house until you can be cute to me. Pack your shit, get a job. You're 12 now. You know? Yeah. I just, I think, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I would hope not, but I mean, um, she should have had a job if she was 12. That's true. Correct. Yes. She should have been working. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Jill went to her room, packed up her clothes and a plaid blanket into a denim bag before she left. She dressed herself in blue jeans, a shirt, an orange winter coat, and a blue knit cap with a yellow design on it, which is probably a Michigan hat, I would assume. Lame. <laughs> and then she would leave, just like her mother asked her to. She rode her bike away from her mother and her home. Jill would later be seen by a family friend at a hobby shop on Woodward Avenue, like I said earlier, just four and a half blocks uh, away from her mother's home. The next morning, two witnesses said they saw her in the uh, Donut Depot on Maple Road. This was between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. Jill's father, Thomas Robinson, made a call to police at 11.30 p.m. the day she left. Jill was found, unfortunately, on the side of I-75 north of Big Beaver Road. She was laying on her back, fully clothed, not bound in any way, but a ring of um, deep, dark red surrounded her head. The killer had transported her here, then shot her at close range in the head with a fucking shotgun. It was later decided that Jill was fed and cared after for at least three days. She seemed to be washed clean and with no signs of sexual abuse at all. Now, let's go back to the mom real quick. Yeah. How much of a piece of shit do you feel? Oh, you, yeah. You get in Absolutely. a fight over fucking biscuits. And let's just say she did say, get out of my fucking house until you can be part of this fucking family. And then this happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. The guilt. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. <clears throat> Again. Let's hope that wasn't the case. Hopefully, it was more like get out of here until you can. You know what I mean? Kinda, yeah, I mean, you know how kids overreact too. Yeah, my daughter's. A, oh my god! Oh, that's what they do. Of course, and I'm sure most of our listeners have children. And they're probably like, yeah, kids can be little shits sometimes. It's true. Yeah, I mean, either way, that's like that's got to be tough. Like, that's got to be an argument. Like, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. One of, you, you, you literally have to like. I mean, the guilt's going to consume you to the point where you probably feel like you had a hand in her yeah, dying. You know. God, that sucks. The third victim was 10-year-old Christine uh, Mahalik. Um, Christine was from Berkeley, Michigan. She was last seen on January 2nd, 1977. Her body was found on January 21st, 1977. She was missing for 19 days. She wow. was found in a snowbank along Bruce Road in Franklin Village, Michigan. The cause of death was, again, suffocation. But she was not sexually assaulted. So this right. is the second of the three victims that has not been sexually assaulted. Right. Right. Police said there were no signs of violence and that she was in the same clothes that she was last seen in for 19 days. Yeah. Weird. But she was, did it say that she was washed again? Um, uh, let me I think see that here. seems to be the recurring theme. Her body was on its back, knees drawn up. That's when uh, Franklin Village mailman Jerry Wozni saw her. He saw her blue jacket in the snow on the same route he'd been driving for eight years. State Police Sergeant uh, Robert Robinson supervised the removal of the girl's body. 35 officers from nine different departments made a task force that Prosecutor Patterson called the strongest, uh, quote, strongest effort I've ever seen in this county. The task force was headquartered in uh, Southfield, and Police Sergeant Joseph Kreese was charged with tracking down Christine's abductor. That would fucking suck. I would not want that job at all. No, because everyone's like, if, if you don't find shit, they're like, what the <coughs> fuck are you doing? Right. And then why haven't you found them? It's yeah. Like, bro. It's still your, it's just every day you have to deal with. You got to deal with that. Yeah. So, no, it doesn't say anything. Uh, well, not yet. It doesn't. Let's okay, see. that's fine. Christine's mother, Deborah Ascroft, said, quote, people keep talking about the Royal Oak Girl, Jill Robinson, but I'm just not even going to think about that. 
Ascroft said that in, a, in, in an interview on January 5th, 1977. So she was basically saying... She I don't want to think about her being dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just... Uh, I, I just don't... I don't know. Well, and no, she's talking about the other girl. No, that's what she said. Like, everyone's talking about the other girl, but I'm not going to entertain that Like with my kid like because they hadn't found the body yet when they did that interview. Oh, so okay. She's, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. saying, like, everyone's like... This girl disappeared and they found her dead. Now this girl, like, right. and she's saying, like, I don't want to think about that. Like, right. God, that would, dude, people need to shut the fuck up in those kinds of times, dude. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, dude. seriously, don't put those things in people's heads, man. You know what I mean? It's bad enough you have to deal with that. Yeah, and then you got to have some asshole like, well, you know what happened over there? Yeah. Punch yeah. him right in the oh, fucking yeah. cocksucker. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, at the time, Christine had two younger brothers. And according to her mother, they kept asking, quote, when is she coming home? It's fucking sad shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Shortly after Christine's disappearance, a child from the elementary school she attended was missing, which set off a panic at the school. Mm -hmm. A frantic search went on for about 20 minutes, and the child eventually was found on school grounds. Tensions were at an all-time high. Parents at Pattingill Elementary School were lined up outside school to pick up their children. Many of them used to walk home, but uh, used to walk home, but not now. Of course, they're all in a panic. They're yep. not. I wouldn't let my fucking kid walk anywhere. Oh, fuck that. When Christine's body was found in a snowbank at the end of, the, of a dead end street in Franklin Village, it was so frozen. Officials had to wait until the following day to perform the, an autopsy because uh. of the body's frozen state. God damn! Ugh. You know what this makes me think of too. What? Um, like, do you guys ever remember any kind of, like, prominent case of, like, a really big case of someone gone missing when you were back in school? You remember Amy Mahalovic? Or yeah. Mahalik? Yeah. That, I think Mahalovic. Was Mahalovic. Yeah. That's still unsolved, isn't it? I believe so. She was the chick. Was that the one from Bay Village? Yeah. She was, like, yeah. super close to yeah. us. And I think that one's still unsolved. And it they might, thought it might be, yeah. And they thought it was a serial killer that was involved in it. I might have to revisit that. We might do that episode one of these days yeah, just because it's unsolved. Yeah. Bit, yeah. 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 Right, write that down there, Logie Man. Amy are you are you paying attention back there? Yeah. No, I don't know where we at. <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> He's yeah. writing stuff down and drinking his ninety nine banana nuts Red and whatever it is. Raspberry acai. His, his ninety nine red balloons. Ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you drink over there? Ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Uh, so Wozni, the mail carrier who found her, said, "Quote: I saw a hand. It scared the hell out of me." Uh, granted. Yeah, not sure how I would freaking at all take that. Christine mm. was a uh, the fifth young person from Oakland County to die within the year. Fucking hell. As of late uh, late January 1977, Patterson had no evidence to link Mark and Christine's deaths. Okay. 11-year-old Timothy King was the fourth victim. He was last seen on March 16th, 1977, and his body was found on March 23rd, 1977, in a ditch along Gill Road about 300 feet south of Eight Mile Road in Livonia. He was missing for seven days. The cause of death was, again, suffocation. Mm. This time, though, unfortunately, he was also sexually assaulted. Timothy King left his Birmingham, uh, Birmingham home uh, with 30 cents he borrowed from his older sister, Catherine, and headed to the corner store. And I remember doing that as a kid. Just, uh, you want some fucking candy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, Dad. We used to ride our bikes up to the fucking corner of the, the fucking dairy mart up the street from us. Yeah, that was us, too. We just scrounge our change together and it go was buy a dairy like mart. ice cream yeah. and shit. Yeah, you go up there and get some. My, <laughs> my dad I was take hilarious. that back. We had a day. It was the dairy deli. That's what we had. There was an Indian guy in there. Ours was Dairy Mart, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But my dad, every time he picked me, because I'd stay with him every other weekend. Yeah. And he worked so much that he would just be like, okay, when I was young, you're talking mid-80s, you know, 
my dad would just give me $20. When you were young, Chainsaw was in his mid-80s. <laughs> <laughs> True. But he would give me like 20 bucks into a freaking 10 yeah. or 11-year-old kid. You're yeah. like, what? <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like 8 o'clock at night, and I'm throwing up in the bathroom from eating all the fucking all the candy. Shit, yeah. yeah. Just, and he, it was almost every weekend, yeah. too. Like, he knew I was just going to get sick. Ah, love you, Dad, you bastard. Anyway. So he wanted some candy, and it wasn't rare for him to make this trip uh, of about three blocks, okay? Obviously, so we did it all the time. And we all did it, yeah. He left with his skateboard and football, headed toward the Hunter Maple Pharmacy. Tim's older brothers, he had two, were not around. One was babysitting a neighbor's kids, while the other was rehearsing for a school play. Tim's parents were out to dinner at a nearby Birmingham restaurant. A clerk, Amy Walters, said she t- uh, sold Tim candy and he left through the back door into a dark parking lot around 8.30 p.m. Mm, that doesn't seem sketchy at all. <laughs> Birmingham Police Chief uh, Jerry Tobin said, quote, whatever happened to Tim happened between the time he left the store and before he got home. It doesn't look <laughs> particularly good at this time. I know. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Boy, I, these cops are just swashbuckling look, so over we're here. pretty sure that whatever happened to him happened between when he left the store... And when we found his body, Mm -hmm. it happened sometime in that vicinity. Um, Can I quote you on that, sir? (laughs) Fucking dumbass. So this was now the seventh child that had gone missing in the area. The six prior to Timothy had been found, unfortunately murdered. Tim was only the second boy. The hysteria was at an all-time high. According to Catherine, Tim's sister, Tim asked that she leave the front door ajar so when he got back from the store, he could get back in easily. Yeah, yeah. Okay, makes sense. Catherine also left for the night. It would have been the first time little Timmy would have be would actually be home alone at night for any period of time. Timothy's parents got back to the house around 9 p.m. to find the door ajar, but there was no sign of Tim. Again, how guilty do you feel? This is the first time you're allowing your kid to stay home right. by yeah. themselves. Not only that, think of the fuck. Think of this. Like that's another sign of the time, dude. She just fucking left her their front door open. Right. Uh, like yeah. I'm gonna leave for the night. I'll leave the door open for you. Like legitimately leave the fucking front door open. Yeah, with a, for an 11 year old kid. Yeah, yeah. Motherfuck. Yeah, it's definitely different back then or back then than it is now. Now, every fucking <laughs> you, you fucking yeah, you, you got 30. I got fucking, fucking ring doorbell. I got three security systems and a fucking over obnoxious dog that barks at its farts. Say, I just got dogs. I got three fucking stupid dogs. Yeah. That's good. It's good. They bark at everything. It's good. So the King family searched everywhere for Tim. They called his friends, searched the neighborhood and surrounding area. Um, By 9.15 the next day, Chief Tobin called on the task force requesting their full involvement. By the afternoon, the day after Timmy went missing, headquarters were were established in the Adams Firehouse, just a few blocks from the King family home. Door-to-door searches were conducted and classmates were questioned. So they're, you know, going full out for this, as they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim was abducted on uh, Wednesday, and uh, by Thursday, 100 lawmen from Oakland County um, volunteer, or, from, or excuse me, 100 lawmen from Oakland County volunteers, Oakland County Sheriff's investigators, the county helicopter, and the special Oakland County Task Force all were scouring uh, the entire area. That makes it sound so old Western. What's that? 100 lawmen. I know. Called in. <laughs> I just, we should call them lawmen. I like it. Or, or, G-men? or simply the law. The law. Yeah. You got the law on me. You don't make me call the law on you now. (laughs) We should start using that again. I think we should bring it back. I like it. That Thursday, the king stayed behind closed doors most of the day, but did say, quote, we very much want Tim to come home. Uh, That was Barry's Tim father who said that. Quote, we love him very much. Uh, He had a basketball game Saturday and missed practice today. He's active in in, in a a school play. He's an achiever and a uh, participator. A participator? 
participator. I like the way that participator, <laughs> particularly <laughs> participator. Uh, um, he continues to say, "We just love Tim and want him to come home." All right, which, uh, yeah, of course, absolutely. I would hope so. I could only, I couldn't even understand the heartbreak. Yeah, Barry told reporters that the week before Tim told his mother that he wouldn't speak to strangers. Uh, quote that he'd actually run away from them. So I mean that's good, smart, and that's how your kids should know this. Yeah, if your kids don't know that, then what are you doing, man? Don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to anyone. I'm not gonna lie though, my one daughter, she's way too damn trusting, dude. Like if something was gonna happen, like that's how Ava is. I was about to say my granddaughter's that way. Uh, yeah, but- she'll walk up to a fucking dude wearing like the worst. Halloween costume you could think of, blood dripping from his mouth, shit like that. And she's like, like, hi, you want to go play? Hi, look at my costume. <laughs> no, absolutely, dude. Yeah. You want to go play dinosaurs? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just Come play with us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we got we to gotta break that. Yeah, trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah we got to break that. So, quote, it's awful, said a neighbor of the King family who also had an 11-year-old daughter. Uh, and she goes on to say, when it happens to other people, you feel sympathy. When it strikes your neighborhood, you're scared. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even... Ugh. So there are other possible victims as well. Cynthia Ray Cadu, I believe that's how that's pronounced, uh, was 16 uh, years old from Roseville, Michigan, last seen on uh, eight, around 8.20 p.m. January 15th, 1976. Her body was found at 1.05 a.m. on January 16th, 1976 in Bloomfield Township, Michigan. Cynthia lived with her mother and stepfather. She attended Roseville High School, which was within walking distance with uh, from her home. Even though the school was, you know, close, one of her friends, Rose, uh, I, I struggled with this name earlier, uh, Destesafano. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Destesafano. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, she offered to give her a ride. And, you know, on a cold January day, 1976, Rose offered Cynthia a ride. Okay? So, like, she offers her a ride all the damn time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cynthia refused, she says, just like she always does. Mm. That decision may have been a fatal mistake. The date was January fifteenth, nineteen seventy-six, and Cynthia walked not to her mother and or not to her stepmother or her mother and stepfather's home, but to a girlfriend's house. It was a planned visit. In fact, her parents thought Cynthia was actually spending the night there, but the girls didn't think so. Cynthia planned to go home that Thursday night. Police were able to verify that she'd made it to the friend's house that evening. They were also able to figure out she'd left her friend's home around eight p.m., presumably heading back to her home. Her body would uh, later be found that night, technically morning, in Bloomfield Township, which is about 26 miles away. So her parents just th- like, th- hmm. so her parents just thought like they didn't think anything was wrong. They didn't even think like, oh, she hasn't made it home. Right? She thought because they, they thought, thought they were staying over the other. Right. Ugh. Exactly. And then you get that phone call. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. That's why with me, when the kids are older, whatever, we're at a, yeah, whatever. A, I want to talk to the parents. B. I want phone calls throughout the night or text messages right. or something. Let me know like, where you're at. Let me know yeah, like who you, you is, least, what you're it, doing. At least you want to know that they made it to where they're going. Right. Like, hey, can you have your mom call me when my kid gets there? You mm-hmm. know, like just. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Confirmation, man. Yeah. Like, 100. On. So at 105 a.m. January 16th, a driver noticed something on the side of the road. What the person saw was the naked, lifeless body of Cynthia Ray Cadeau. It appeared that her skull was crushed by a blunt instrument. Oof. Police revealed Cynthia uh, was raped and sodomized. Oh, my God. Possibly by more than one fucking person. Jesus. Are you fucking serious? Fuck. Yuck. This case was looked at under a proverbial microscope that was designed to find the link or links between several other dead children in the Oakland County area. Obviously, this is happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Sheila Srock was 14 years old and uh, was from uh, Birmingham, Michigan. She was last seen at 8.20 p.m. on January 19th, 1976. Was the other dude from Birmingham? Yeah, there was another one, too. Yeah, the, yeah. the last one, I think, right? Yep. 
Uh, her body was found on January 19th, 1976. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on a second. What? Just want to... What are we looking at? So, the first girl, Cynthia, yeah. she was born... On, or not born, I'm sorry. They found her body on January 16th. This is January 19th. It's just three fucking days later. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck. Birmingham um, is, quote, the place most considered to be the model community in southeastern Michigan. It's a place everyone wanted to live, but most couldn't afford. Those who knew of Birmingham would never Let's have associated. What? Let's be honest. No place in Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all hate the whole state of Michigan, the whole state of Michigan, the whole state. Sorry. It's, we're sports fans, folks, so you kind of have to. Yeah. yeah sorry. But uh, they believe that it would never, you'd never associate it with violence or crime. Right. Um, but that would change, obviously, in January 19th, 1976. Yeah. That's how two kids have now. Right. January in Michigan is a cold time. <clears throat> Hell yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, usually snow covered. That's why a resident on Villa Street, this is fucked up, by the way. Oh, is this the, the one where he was on his roof? Yes. Yeah, this is fucking this crazy. This is fucked up. So this guy uh, on Villa Street was shoveling snow from his roof a little after 8 p.m. Which, if you're from the south, that sounds ridiculous, but yes. yeah, it's true. And people do that. Yeah, You, ha you, you have to, because the weight of the snow can collapse your it roof. It can collapse your roof. Not only that, but the, like the heat, it's just, it's not good for your roof to no. have all that snow up there. No. So And you get a shit ton up there. Yeah. Like, fuck. So anyway, this is a little after 8 p.m. he's doing this. Uh, on Monday. So while he was up there, he saw something through a neighbor's window. Something horrible. This is fucking crazy. Inside the next house over was 14-year-old Sheila Schrock. She was babysitting her brother's baby while he was out. Maybe that's where they got the name from. Yeah, but she wasn't technically part of the... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to connect the dots there. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, you're fucking it up. Don't, don't do that. So Sheila and the baby were upstairs. So he's, she's babysitting her baby, her brother's baby, her yeah. her nephew. Her nephew. Right? Hanging out with the baby. He, they, I, I like was reading that. I'm like, she'd just be nephew, right? Like, yeah, I don't, know. Baby. I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, yeah. So while they were upstairs, you know, they were just playing around. And uh, at the same time, a dark figure slithered in and out of homes in the neighborhood, stealing anything and everything he could find. Eventually, this intruder found himself on the doorstep of Sheila's brother's house. He rang the doorbell, and there was no answer. From there, he popped the lock open and made his way in. The neighbor was able to see him as he ran into Sheila, gun drawn. Mm -hmm. So the neighbors on his roof watching, watching this fucking happen through the window what the fuck so the robber was upset that he didn't find anything of value and that uh, now he'd actually been seen so according to police the robber had Sheila remove her clothing he then raped her sodomized her and ultimately fucking killed her Jesus and the neighbor saw this happen. and the neighbor saw this fucking happen yep and everyone right now is like, well, why the fuck didn't he do something? Why didn't he do something? Well, the neighbor apparently saw most or all of these horrible actions. Obviously, he didn't have a cell phone in 1976, so he couldn't call for help right away. He was up on a roof. A right. snow-covered roof. Right, a snow-covered roof. Like, the dude, he's probably, like, sliding all over the fucking place to begin trying with. Trying to get down. Trying like, to get down, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. You know, and pro and at the same time, probably trying to pay attention to what's going on so he can actually get details. Try to see who the person is right. or whatever, yeah. Right, and which he did. Yeah. So the assailant was described as a thin white man between 18 and 25 years old who stood about six feet tall. He had a prominent nose and a pointed chin, according to witnesses. The attacker's car also was identified. He drove away in a 1967 Cadillac. People at the crime scene said the killer mingled and chatted with onlookers. So the guy actually fucking hung out. Ugh. That's 
It's just that's so arrogant to yeah, me. That's mm -hmm. a lot of people do that, man. That's that narcissism. You know what I mean? A lot of killers do that. Fuck, a lot that's of like, socio... especially like arson and stuff. Too. Yeah, it's that 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 fucking what is it that um. Well, it's mangalomania, first of all, but what is it? Uh, not not psycho. Is it psychopathy? Yeah, yeah. You're just in, you're just fucking nuts if you're doing that. I'm sorry. It's almost like you want to see everyone else's fucking reaction. Right. That's to exactly some what it is. Horrid shit you did. That's Ugh. exactly what it is. You want to see the? Do you want to see how how terrified and disgusted people are? Yeah. You, yeah. This motherfucker actually asked questions about what was going on as he subtly fit into the crowd. So you're just walking around and what well, fuck this fucking guy. Mm -hmm. ah. So eventually a man did admit to this killing. In March 1976, Oliver Rhodes Andrews confessed to and later was convicted of the murder of Srock. He is serving a life sentence in prison. According to a March 4th, 1976 report from the Ludington, Ludington Daily News, Andrews was wanted for questioning in, quote, some 200 burglaries in several states. So he's Jeez. a shithead. So this one, the, so she originally was one that they thought might have been connected until this guy came forward. Right. Is what happened. So. Yeah, they believe that she was actually a part of this yeah. whole thing. And it turns out that. Yeah, which is a random. Which would have been nice. Random if, coincidence. Not nice, that's not a bad to say. But it would have been helpful if he were. Because then they could put some closure yeah. in shit. Yeah. yeah. So, quote, he admitted in a four hour confession late Monday that he raped the girl and shot her five times when the baby, uh, babysitter surprised him as Andrews broke into a home he thought was empty. What a fuck. Ah, anyway, that's what the report says. Jane Louise Allen was a 14 year old girl from Royal Oak. There's another one here. She was considered a runaway because she had done so five times before. She was last seen hitchhiking along I 75 in Pontiac on August 7th, 1976. Her body was found in a lake in Miamisburg, Ohio, five days later. Police said she died from carbon monoxide poisoning after being kept in the trunk of a car. Fucking shit. What yeah. a miserable... I mean, not any way is a good way to die, but that's a fucking miserable that's one there. Agonizingly slow way. See, yeah. I feel like that would actually just... you would, Wouldn't you just fall asleep, basically? Carbon... Like, you don't think you'd be, like, coughing and hacking up and, like, fucking your lungs fucking know. going nuts? Yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah, really well, don't you know what? Know. No, because they do say that, that's like... That's how people do it. Like, they close their garages and fucking start the car. And, just, and in your house, that's why you need to have a carbon monoxide yeah, detector. Yeah, Because you can just fall asleep. Yeah, you you just fall asleep yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right on that one. Not that there's a good way to fucking die, but no, <laughs> obviously, no, no. it's at least, I guess, it was painless for the most part. I don't know. Fuck. The information about the victims, uh, all the victims that we talked about here, was actually taken from a great article on clickondetroit.com. Yeah. <laughs> Click actually, on Detroit. Pretty is, much. Uh, and uh, when we talk about the suspects, um, like, honestly, 90% of what I got was from the article. It was a really good fucking article. Like, like I had read a bunch of different things, and there were snippets here and there, and like just little things here and there. Just more detail. And this article was fucking spot on. Had just everything, man. Like about the victims and about the, the uh, suspects and stuff. I did find stuff. Um, I did find a lot of things from uh, the one suspect, actually, from an article, an old article from Scene Magazine. The guy, really? The guy that they got from Ohio that they nabbed in Ohio. Uh huh. Yeah. There, they had a big article in Scene. Oh shit. About him. And what is Scene? It's, uh, you know, your local lifestyle zine that they have in the area. It used to be uh, print, and I don't even know if they make it anymore. It's still print. Do they still yeah, print it? They still, they're more like online presence and yeah. stuff now. They like but, it when yeah. it's fresh. They do, uh, they have like, they you know. They do like arts and show music listings and show listings. And movie, and stuff. Yeah. And movies. Yeah, yeah. And, and in the like back. local goings on. And in the back two pages. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's like back page over there, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. I, mean, I always rip those off and threw those away. 
Sure. I sure did. Been. Yeah, yeah. Good been. I lined my mm-hmm. hamster cage with it. Well, okay. I knew I uh, appreciated you, Dad. You know I had a hamster, right? Because mm. he was cute. Shut the fuck up, you grosses. Those are gerbils, dude. What oh, are you yeah. talking about? Oh, yeah. Who was the actor that was accused of putting a Richard Gere? Uh, Richard Gere. <laughs> Seriously. Put a gerbil up his culo. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> I mean, listen, man, I'm not king shaming anyone if that's you, but I just feel really bad for that fucking gerbil. Right? No, right. You know what I mean? That's horrible. I mean, uh, again, I, I wouldn't try it. Stephen Lynch wrote a funny song about a dribble in the butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely adore Stephen Lynch. Yeah, was I was weird about him at first, and then Riley kept no, sending great. me more and more songs. And I'm like, I love him. That damn, that's an ugly ass baby. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. Check out Stephen Lynch if you guys get a chance. Anyway, he's hilarious. Tell him I he saw, sent you. I saw him live with. Uh, Mitch Hedberg. No, you didn't. Right before Mitch Hedberg died. The fuck out of here, yeah. you lucky son at, of a bitch. At Lakewood Civic, at the fucking high school, like, Civic Auditorium. Oh. Yeah. If you guys don't know who Mitch Hedberg is, another amazing, uh, unfortunately, died way too soon. Yeah, drugs. Um, very, very dry. One-liners. It's one all like line. one-liner jokes. Look up it's some of his shit on YouTube. He's fucking amazing. Yeah, he's he's, he's just hell, man. he's so good. And his uh, the way he his delivery and del- stuff. is so good. He always seemed like he was like super high, which he might he have been. He was always yeah, super high. Yeah. But it's just so funny how he did it. Anyway, so yeah, check him out and Stephen Lynch. And yeah, good stuff. There you go. Tag him and say, hey, Miller Light sponsor or Miller High Life sponsor. <laughs> Miller Light at this point, I don't give a shit. Yeah, fuck. All right, so you're probably asking yourselves, well, there must be some fucking hey, suspects out hey, there, right? Yes. There must be some suspects, John. Well, uh, yes, there are. Really? Yes, there are. Okay. And we're hey. going to talk about some of these shitheads. Are we going to talk about it? We them? are. Okay. Yes, sir. So let's talk about the profile the police came up with. Okay. Also, real quick, not one of these men are, uh, are have any redeeming qualities that I could find. They're all shitheads. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Most Not good. Dead. I mean, most uh, of them are dead. Yeah, well, uh, okay, good <laughs> on that part. Yeah. All related killings happened on days that it snowed. This is the profile that they came up with and kind of like, you know, them writing Just like out things that they figured out. Yeah. Right. The, the connection. And, yeah. yeah. All the children were last seen within a mile of Woodward Avenue between nine mile and 15 mile roads. All children were fed and cared for. That part's fucking. Ah. It's it's so horrific in it's my creepier. head. Yeah, it makes yeah, it creepier. 100%. It does. 100%. It's it's yeah. not a crime of passion. It's creepier. It is a fucking like calculated and you know. Oh my god. Anywho, the uh, killer or killers either bathed them or made them bathe. Both male victims had rope burns on their wrists and ankles. A psychological profile created by police described the killer as fanatically clean, smart, and sexually abnormal. Yeah. Yeah. The big lead police had, even as of March 24th, 1977, was the witness who saw Timothy King speaking with a man inside a blue AMC Gremlin. Oh, we didn't touch on that one, huh? They didn't say that yet. No, we talked about it. Okay. So the Gremlin here, which, by the way, is one of the ugliest cars ever invented. My dad had a purple one. Get the fuck out of here. I think we talked about that before. Purple had a gremlin. fucking dude those things had v8s in them they had humongous engines yeah but they were also lemons and they didn't have fucking parts for them because they broke down constantly why dude, are you so upset i would love <laughs> dude i would love to have a fucking dude a gremlin with a v8 those things that i would love i would i would totally rock one of wait those. wait what am i thinking of is that the one if you barely touched it in the back end of it it blew up no that was the uh it was a sister was the, car of that. was that a pacer might have been no, no it was it something like i know what you're talking about that wasn't the gremlin yeah though. they blew up all the fucking time the gremlins the gremlins were just fucking ridiculous and the like, v8 dangerous as shit <laughs> Dude, essentially it's like if you guys don't know what a gremlin and they they were these real tiny like coupe cars like two-seaters 
Well, they might have had back seats. I think they made whatever. But Wait at any rate. I thought they were little guys that fuck shit up all the time. They were me. these tiny little cars oh. that they fucking put gigantic V8 engines in. Yeah, and when you hit the gas. It was they, like putting a V8 in a fucking smart car. Yeah. And when you hit the gas, it went. <laughs> yes. And if you, uh, if you took it through the car wash. If you took it through the car wash after midnight. <laughs> you had three or four yeah. of them popped up in your backyard. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Anyway. So the gremlin here, okay, this ugly-ass fucking car. Let's just run through that f- part real quick here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, a woman came forward with some vital information. She said she saw Tim talking to a man in the pharmacy parking lot. She said Tim and the man were about two car lengths away from her. She was able to describe the man she saw talking to the boy, whom she believed to be Timothy King. This witness also described the vehicle she believed um, the man to be driving, a dark blue AMC gremlin with a white stripe on its side. She called it a hockey stick stripe. Yeah, because if you actually look at the cars, if you look at the paint jobs, it comes back and up. It looks like a fucking hockey stick. Yeah, like, it was a hatchback, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Kind of like a Starsky and Hutch stripe. Don't you do No, it legitimately looks Starsky like a fucking hockey stick. Oh. Like, to a fucking gremlin. What do yeah. you know about Starsky and Hutch? What do you mean? Young no, Buck? I know. I, you still watch the original. <laughs> Wait, are you ready? Do it. Do, do it, do it. it. <laughs> That's a drink, by the way. I know has been a lot of those in this because this has been real fucking thick. But uh, yeah, now that we're talking about these assholes, we can make fun of them all we want and make yeah. this bunch yeah, of stupid. Yeah, this is where the jokes. Are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah You got to go through yeah. that hard shit to get to the payoff, right? Yes. So See, police. Look, here, there you go. There's. Oh, a... he's showing me a picture of it. You got to post this online. So, so this is the hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, didn't you freaking see uh, Cars too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. I guess it doesn't look as bad as I thought it was. What? No, I'm thinking it's got to be a pacer. It's the upside-down fishbowl where it's real fucking round on the top. I don't know. Anyway, my mom had one. I honestly think gremlins were cool little cars. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that picture is pretty cool. Post that up online so people know what the fuck we're talking about. So, um, again, police say the man described uh, by witnesses was between 25 and 35 years old, Mm -hmm. white, Mm -hmm. with a uh, dark brown haircut and a shag style. This Mm -hmm. was the 70s. Of course it was. He had mutton-chopped sideburns, a fair complexion. Is that what you were talking about? Yes. Look at that ugly fucking thing. Yeah. Post that one too. <laughs> <laughs> we we want to let people. We're gonna ask everybody which one they like better: the uh, the gremlin or the pacer. Obviously, the gremlin. It has got to be. Anyone says anything else, they're fucking that weird. pacer is fucking so. Uh, it looks doesn't like a fishbowl. Same look, same company even, made them. AMC. Yeah. My Seriously? first. Yeah. My first car I ever had was an AMC Ambassador. <laughs> oh god, dude! It was nine inches longer than an old nine eight. Well, see, that's hot. I put a fucking three hundred two in that bitch. That thing shook like the fucking earthquakes in California. Oh, it was all, it rode like a boat. Anyway, it was teal blue too, which was fucking fantastic. It was beautiful. So anyway, this guy, um, he had mutton chop sideburns, which are should come back. Hey, well, no, because this guy. Yeah, no, I don't. And he had a husky build. Okay, he was driving a late model blue AMC Gremlin with white wall tires. White walls. Police also said they suspected with, with white walls. walls. Yeah, <laughs> that's high class right there. Wow, that's a different kind of class. I yeah. wouldn't call it high. But yeah, it's definitely different. Well, I ain't high class, but I ain't white trash. You know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. So police also said they suspected Tim was abducted by one or possibly two men, and that person or people could have been involved in the other six cases of murdered children from the area. Okay, so they have a fucking potential lead, right? Okay. So the Oakland County Task Force released the following suspect profile on March 16th, 1977. All right. So here it is. Uh-huh. Male, uh-huh. 20 to 30 years of age, above average education, above average intelligence, Caucasian, 
ability and uh, capacity to store child for at least 18 days. Now, if you think about that, that's... What a weird way to put it. Yeah, but... Ability I mean, to, to store, store a child? Yeah, like in a curio cabinet somewhere. Ugh. But if you think about that, though, that's really... It's a very important detail. Would because agree. Would agree. Because you're probably looking at someone that either doesn't live with somebody, you know, that's alone by themselves. Yeah. Like someone who's probably not married or a girlfriend or anything like that. Or, you know, I, I don't know, I guess. Um, also, it, sorry about this, literally what it says, homosexual, plus mental problems, compulsively clean, uh, fanatically so, no substance abuse involving drugs or alcohol, which I find weird. Um, uh, what's it say? Different stranger ranger? What? <laughs> I don't understand what that means. What the hell does that mean? It, it says different guess, than stranger ranger. I honestly don't know. I had I just copied the list of what they so I have no idea what that means. I don't know. That's weird. So uh, then it says work schedule is like December to January, vacation off work, um, and then clean car, clean house, single dwelling, attached garage, cost above $30,000, which back then you're probably looking at now would be at least about $100,000 $100, house now, right? What, what was it? I'm it was 30000 back in the 70s, mid-70s. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like checking out Gremlins. Are now. you really? Dude, look, at this, fuck it, look at that thing. Oh, that's pretty badass. The green one? Yeah, dude. Oh, look at the frick. Are those Kragers on that thing? That thing's tough. I think it is, yeah. That's badass. Craigers or rims. Sorry. Sorry. So um, he's had prior contact with police. He's seeing a psychiatrist. White collar job, a nine to five schedule. He's uh, from the area of Southern Oakland County, and he wants the bodies found. Obviously. Right. And, and, and again... That goes in play with the guy earlier we talked about. That's like what my dad had. That's pretty dope. <laughs> All right. I, I will take that back. It's pretty dope. It's what I was talking about earlier, though, where some of these guys, it's like they they gloat on this shit. Right. They want people's reactions when they're doing this. It's not like they're trying to hide it from everyone so they don't get caught. Mm -hmm. It's more of a, a tease. It's a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it just makes them that more fucking nuts, man. Ugh. So a few weeks after King's murder, uh, Timmy here, a psychiatrist um, who worked with the task force received a letter riddled with spelling errors written by an anonymous author who was Alan, I guess is what it is. Yeah, this is weird. Claiming to be a sadomasochist slave of the killer, Frank. Alan wrote that uh, these are pseudonyms. quotation yeah, marks, yeah, yeah, quotation yeah. marks in here. So it's Alan. <laughs> yeah. Allen wrote that they had both served in the Vietnam War, that Frank was traumatized by having killed children, and that Frank had taken revenge on more affluent citizens, such as the residents of Birmingham, for sending forces to Vietnam. Allen expressed fear and remorse in his letter, saying he was losing his sanity and was endangered and suicidal, and admitted to having accompanied Frank as the latter sought boys to kill. So Frank was basically trying to make a fucking point here, mm -hmm. I guess, supposedly, mm -hmm. in some weird way. He instructed the psychiatrist to respond by printing the code words, quote, weather bureau says trees to bloom in three weeks. Weird. In that Sunday's edition of the Detroit Free Press. So before offering uh, or before offering to provide uh, photographic evidence in exchange for immunity from prosecution, the psychi uh, psychiatrist uh, arranged to meet Alan at a bar, but Alan did not show up and was never heard from again. So it was another fucking asshole. Probably. But what if, holy shit, what if? Yeah, you never know, man. Like, that's... Oh, 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 it's fucking crazy. All right, so suspects here. Ted Lamborghini. I think it's just Lamborghini. No. I'm going to call him Lamborghini. No, that's too good for him. No, yeah, that is way too good for no, him. No, because it's Ted the Weenie Lamborghini. Even still. Ted the Ween Lamborghini. Yeah, I like that better. Good job, Moody. Or how about Ted 
fuck him, Laborgan. Lamborghini. 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 Ted Lamborghini. And it probably is Lamborghini or some shit like that. You know what I mean? If you saw the picture of the guy, you did. Lamborghini definitely. So this fucking guy, Lamborghini over here, is a retired auto worker believed to have been involved in a child pornography ring in the 1970s and was arrested in Parma Heights, Ohio, which is literally about, uh, what, a half hour from here? 15 minutes. Parma Heights? No, not even. It's, it's where my mom lives. Yeah, it's 15 about minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's even closer. Thanks for scaring me. Yeah, yeah no problem. So Ted <laughs> had... <laughs> He's not there anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. Ted had transferred from Detroit, 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 to the Ford plant in Brook Park, Ohio, around the time really? the killing stopped. I lived right around the fucking corner from that for yeah. years. Do you go to the crazy horse all the time? You know no. my aunt lived on the street from there? <laughs> What'd you say? So you know uh, Colleen used to live down there, right? <laughs> Your aunt? Yes, my did, she, did she go to the crazy horse? All Actually, the all the time. <laughs> oh my god! Of course, she met her. Uh, no, I'm just. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh For those of you that don't know, the crazy horse is an adult establishment, it is. Yeah, and it's still there. It and is. there's like five different ones right next time. to it too. There's oh, like, that's, that's oh, that's the strip right there. Stripper man. row or stripper? Oh, yeah, the, the strip. The yeah. strip. And yeah. you got the fucking all the adult video stores yeah. and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's how they're still getting away with that down there because it's so scummy down through there. Yeah, I don't. Know. They must be paying a shit ton of taxes or say, like sales tax and shit, Some. which I would assume they are. It's funny because yeah. you got you got like. <laughs> You got the strip clubs and the, like the adult video stores, and there's like a really nice like uh, mini dealership right there. Uh, it's not there anymore. Oh no! No, uh, who's the fuck at the bottom? It's a used car company bought out that area. They still have the Mini Cooper like on the side of on the, the side of it, hanging yeah. off of it, but it's not Mini All anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, then they there was like that nice thing, and then there was like more shit stuff, and then there's like Mally's chocolates not that far down the road. And there was a go kart like, track there for a while too. There, yeah, that's a newer one. I think it's still there. The Is airport, it? airport. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We're we are really derailing the fuck. That's ah, cool. We're just we're letting people know, man. And we're also allowing if you this come. To hey, if you're ever in the area, go to Mally's Chocolates. <laughs> go to the Crazy Horse. Yeah, <laughs> with Mally's Chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> They'll love you, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he uh, he transferred from Detroit to the Ford plant in Brook Park, Ohio, around the time the killings actually stopped. Which yeah, kind of a wait? What time is it? What t- what time? Uh, is it? it says uh, da, 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 doesn't I say when it was. Dude, my grandpa worked there. I wonder if he like knew this guy. You should ask him. I'm gonna. Yeah, Tam Lamborgan. T- Do you remember a guy named Tam Lamborgan? Tam Lamborgan. <laughs> oh, you mean Weenie Lamborghini? <laughs> yeah, Weenie Lamborghini. <laughs> we know that guy. <laughs> so before his arrest, he moved from apartment to apartment like a man trying to escape creditors. Mm. Sometimes he'd stay for only a few months. Once he moved from an apartment in one t- in, uh, in one tower of a complex to an identical apartment in another tower for no apparent reason. That seems mm. really fucking weird. Yeah, well, you know. Peculiar. Probably getting his phone cut off back then. Because back but, then, I mean, you yeah. could literally just not pay it. <laughs> yeah, but think about it, man. They'd be like, how do we find I mean, him? The guy was, he's fucking run. He's on the run, dude. You'll see. You'll just keep reading. Keep reading. So Ted Lamborghini here tried the stable life. He <laughs> bought a little lemon-colored lemon home in Slavic Village that had a tiny oh. patch. Slavic Village is a little spot right here in Northeast Ohio, by the way. That had like a, Right in the middle of the shittiest part of Cleveland. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It had a tiny patch of a front yard. His elderly mother and his sister even drove down from Detroit to see the place on a rare visit. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it didn't last long, though, and he oh. sold the house and moved again. Oh. He was running from his, alas, uh, from his, wait, his what? <laughs> <laughs> he was running from his last in Michigan past. Can we just. <laughs> what does it say? Wait, 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 hold on, what hold does on. it say? It Let's says he was to... running from his last in Michigan with no 
periods or <laughs> anything like that. Boy, I'm glad I went through all at least the bad his, stuff earlier. His past. He was running from his past in Michigan. Period. Right. Theodore Lamborghin and his partner in crime, Richard Lawson, were part of a 1970s sex ring that preyed on young boys in Detroit's Cass Corridor. Fucking gross. According to Lawson... Oh, it gets worse. Ugh. Oh, that, no. Yeah, according no, it gets to, way uh, worse. According to uh, Lawson, Cass I Corridor... Have drank that. I didn't have bananas. Ugh. What? I said I shouldn't have drank that. I didn't have bananas. Can I get through this? I'm getting queasy. Cass Corridor was a six-block section of dope dealers, hookers, bars, and poverty. Big families had moved from the South to work the auto plants. Hundreds of kids ran wild in the streets. It was a pedophile's paradise. Who would call it that? Uh, Richard Lawson. Yeah, this fucking turd. Uh, those poor kids from the neighborhood had nothing, so the men put money in their pockets and food in their bellies. In some cases, the men even helped the mothers out, taking care of those gas bills to get families through the cold northern winters. Back at their homes and motel rooms and in greasy ba- in a in the greasy yeah, greasy greasy basement of a neighborhood bike shop, the men used the boys some as young as nine to enact their darkest fantasies. Jesus. Lawson said they tried not to be too rough. After all, they wanted the boys to come back the next time they cruised up with a crisp 10 spot. And so the boys came back, some of them for years. Sometimes, though, Ted got a little carried away. On special occasions, he'd bring kids from the hood up to mossy suburbs like Royal Oak for parties. Remember Royal Oak? Uh, For parties at other pedophiles' homes. Police suspect uh, suspect there may have been hundreds of men involved networking uh, like members of a book club. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. The parties were potluck orgies. Oh, boy. Everyone brought a kid to share and things were known to get wild. What the fuck? Kids were sodomized, photographed, then thrown in a bathtub and hosed off. God damn. I hate this. Dude, we've I done. I told you it was going to get worse. We're at like 120, 125 episodes. Uh, I think this might be 120, actually. This is by far the worst episode. This is the roughest one for yeah. me. Yeah. This one's rough. Fuck, and I, I mean, you think? I mean, the Ed Gain one we did yeah. was pretty rough. Ed Vane? Ed, Ed Vane. Yeah. <laughs> that one was pretty rough. But this is just fucking disturbing. Ugh. Anyway, we will we'll push through. Then there was the time Ted scared even Lawson. That's his little creepy buddy. They were at the apartment of Bob Moore, owner of the bike shop, when Ted whipped out a photo album Moore kept of their little sweethearts. Mm. Ted pointed to one picture of a little boy with a wing cut and a cute dimpled chin. The kid wasn't one of Cass's, uh, Cass, Cass's hood rats the men usually settled for. This was a kid from the other side of Eight Mile Road, the dividing line between the dust and crumble of the city and the bird's nest of, uh, bird's nest of sub- suburbs in northern Detroit. This kid was clean and had nice clothes. Quote, Looks like the king boy, doesn't it? Ted had said, winking, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Timmy King, who we talked about earlier. Yep. Son of a bitch. Lawson never forgot that moment. Out of the five men involved in their Lam- Lam- Lamborghini, or whatever the fuck this fucking douchebag's name is. Let's stick with Lamborghini. Lamborghini, that's fitting. And Lawson were the only two living members of that ring when they were charged in 2006. Lamborghini faced 19 counts of sexually assaulting children while Lawson faced 28 similar charges. So it sounds to me like Lawson's just as big of a piece of shit as fucking Lamborghini. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were part of a fucking child sex ring, dude. Jesus Christ. Did you hear about that sex? I posted that thing yeah, up today. Yeah, I saw that too, that yeah. What, they get like 116? 100 something people, yeah. One of them was like... A, like a councilman uh, or yeah. some shit. Wait, yeah. what? 
I, uh, they busted up some big human trafficking ring. Human trafficking ring. There was like there was like a councilman and shit like that involved in it. Good. Some fuck those fucking dudes. Oh yeah, they should all be beaten fucking to uh, death. hundred percent. They should get stoned, yep. but not in a good way. To death. Yeah. Yes. So Lawson, creepy Lawson here, who was already serving a life sentence for murder, told WDIV in 2006 that he knows who the Oakland County child killer is. WDIV later obtained documents detailing molestations of many children in the 70s and 80s. Three new names of suspects in the investigation were listed, and one of those names matched the one Lawson gave as the Oakland County child killer. The name Lawson gave was Bobby Moore, one of the deceased members of the sex ring. Investigators said they were looking into all of these people. Wait a minute. Can you scroll back up? Was he the guy that owned the bike shop? Um, Yes, he was. Okay. Bob Moore. Yeah. All right. That's why he winked and said, that's who it looks like. I wonder if, yeah. Motherfucker. Investigators also said they did not believe Lamborghini or Creepy Lawson to be the killer, but they did think the men had valuable information that could help solve the case. Lamborghini is serving a life sentence at Ken uh, Ken Ross, a correctional facility in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, and I hope every I think day... Still, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. I hope every day has been a living fucking hell for this piece of shit. Hopefully. I hope. I can only hope so. Yep. If not, we should get a hold of someone and pay them to make it a living hell for him. Yep. Yep. There's where you're... I can't believe... honestly can't believe he's still alive. <laughs> That's where your Patreon money's gonna go to. <laughs> he's been in jail for like so 10 years a lot there. of the times... I can't believe he's still fucking alive, dude. A yeah. lot of the times when it comes to prison and like <clears throat> correctional facilities, they isolate the chomos that are that live in there yeah they put them in uh they put them segregation in, fuck yeah, that. They pretty much fuck they have their dude. own ag sag or whatever it's called that's how yeah. uh that's how our columbus penitentiary is that's where all the chomos go so many people do believe that ted was the killer um and uh uh oh and with other people and uh, believing it was somebody else at the very least it it sounds that that ted could have been involved at least involved at least knows something you know what i mean yeah that's what it sounds like to me I know they're saying that that Bob guy, which Bob sounds like he may have fucking done it. But then again, who? oh, God. Okay, I have so many ideas and so many thoughts in this. Yep. It sounds to me, honestly, my head goes to that this fucking ring that multiple people killed these kids. Oh, 100%. It wasn't just one kid. That's, that's I, yeah. why. If, if they're involved, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those people that were involved in that ring, I, that's what it sounds like to yeah. me. That uh, This runs a lot deeper, yeah, 100%. So the this next douchebag here, mm-hmm. Ar- Archibald. Edward Sloan. That's just a douchebag name. Yeah. Archibald. Archie? Yeah. My name is, no, 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 no. Archie. It's not Archie. It's Archibald. It's I'm not Archie fitting Bunker. up top for no reason. I like Archie Bunker. Stifle that would, yourself, yeah, Edith. It would not go over well nowadays. So in July 2012, uh, 2012, Prosecutor Cooper discussed Archibald Edward Sloan and his 1966 Pontiac Bonneville. A hair found in the car is a DNA match to evidence at two of the crime scenes, Hmm. Mark Stebbins and Timothy King's. The hair is not his, but police believe it belongs to an acquaintance. Fucked up. Yeah, I so reading like this guy and the last one. I feel like there's got to be like some connection between like all these people. It sounds like it to me. Sloan is reportedly the owner of the car where the hair was found. Prosecutors were considering him an accomplice to the suspect. Um, he could be a direct link to whoever the killer is, prosecutors say. Okay, so maybe he knows somebody involved in this. I wonder if they could this. get DNA off that hair. I wonder if they had DNA from that hair could to, like, try to compare it to that Bobby Moore guy. Oh, maybe. I don't know. If they tried that, I wonder if they tried. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, if they had his DNA. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
It is believed Sloan worked at a garage or gas station near 10 Mile and Middlebelt Roads during the time of the Oakland County child killer murders. Seven years after the death of Timothy King, Sloan was arrested again. He was charged with two counts of first-degree criminal sexual conduct. The offense took place in October 1983. He was sentenced to life in prison in January of 1985. In February of 2019, the Investigation Discovery Channel aired a two-part, four-hour documentary about the killings. At the same time, WXYZ-TV, that's here. Mm -hmm. XYZ-TV, isn't that here? No. Yeah. Isn't that Channel 25? They, I mean, they might have. The, Wait, you knows. have cable? <laughs> no, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the click, 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 25. I thought that was, no, or is that KYC? That's KYC. We have a WKYC. And that's, the, that's Channel 19 Action News. Oh. No, yeah. that sounds right. Anyway, whatever, sorry. Anyway, uh, the investigative reporter, Heather. WXYZ Cleveland. Yeah. Really? Oh, no, that's a bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say KYC <laughs> is, is an, uh, that's either Channel 8 or Channel 19. I can't remember. Yeah, no, WXYZ is not in Cleveland. It's either KYC. Way. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's, so, in, it's in Detroit. Yeah, there you go. In Detroit. Detroit. In Detroit. So um, basically, this reporter, Heather Catalo, announced that Arch, or Archibald Edward Sloan had failed a polygraph test when he was interviewed by the Oakland County Child Killer Task Force in 2010 and 2012. Sloan, 77, is serving his life sentence at the Gus Harrison Correctional Facility in Adrian, Michigan. Okay. Fuck that guy too. Fuck that guy, and I hope he's. Just so he seems to like that that the, the hair, the fucking DNA, whatever they like. That's so obviously he had. Feels like he had something to do with at least two of them. Right. So so which is is interesting because they found the evidence at the scene of the two boys, right? Who were both molested, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And not the two girls who were not molested, right? Uh, yeah. It's so fucking, like, uh, I don't it's know. fucking weird, man. This is a weird ass case, dude. Because, like reading some of this shit, like I started to wonder if the like they if all of these were even connected, like the two girls and the two boys. They, it, it when I was going through it, I, I honestly don't know. Like it seems, I think there may have been two separate things going on at the same time. Is what I think. Like I almost feel like because remember how there were the extra those other possible the people they were killed. There was like three other girls. The one they ended up finding the guy that killed her. But there were those two other girls. Like it almost seems like the two boys were connected, and then those other like four girls might right. be something separate. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's yeah. That's 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 kind of where I'm going. Here we with are this. solving cases again. Solving man. cases. So this one, this guy's name, this douchebag is James Vincent Gunnels. Mm-hmm. At one point, investigators said James Vincent Gunnels was the best lead in the decades-old serial killer mystery. His DNA is a mitochondrial DNA match to a hair found on the body of victim Christine Mahalik. Shit. A mitochondrial match means the hair belongs to Gunnels or a male relative on his mother's side. And again, it's circumstantial evidence. Sure. Right. It is. Yeah. It, it is they much. They could have been in the same place at the same time. Right. And it, it could have. Been, have yeah. What do they call that? Transfer DNA. Yeah. yeah. yeah like it's. Ugh. Like if she, if he walked by her at a store and he fucking right. did one of like scratched and his it head fell and on her, yeah. on her coat or something yeah. like that. So in 2012, Gunnels told WDIV that he had nothing to do with the child killings. Quote, I'm not guilty. There it is. Uh, wait, there it is there. But at the same time, I know how the state police twist words to their advantage. Gunnel said, quote, my heart goes out to those families. It really, really does. I don't feel they were served justice through any of this. Well, at least he seems somewhat remorseful. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. At, uh, after WDIV spoke with Gunnels, he decided he wanted to speak to the victim's families face to face. He reached out to the King family. Quote, 
When the request first came in, I was hesitant to go, said Chris King. Quote, I felt it would be too hard to be in the same room as a suspect in the case. It's clearly theoretically possible that he somehow aided in Christine Mahalik's abduction or killing. True. I mean, you've got yeah. this little tinge of evidence there. It may not be concrete, yeah, but it's still like in the back of your head. You're like, you motherfucker, right. you know? You could be you could. looking at the guy that killed your you, fucking Exactly. Kid. Like, ugh. The King family contacted police who have questioned Gunnels on several occasions. According to police records, Gunnels failed a lie detector test. They wondered what Gunnels might say to the family. Quote, we weren't sure what to expect, Chris King, Kring, ah, Chris King said, sorry. Uh, quote, but we had just been told to uh, ask open-ended questions, see what he says, listen to his story. Um, who knows? He might be able to shed some light on or tell us something he hadn't before. It wouldn't be easy. Chris King took his father, Barry King, along with him to the meeting uh, with Gunnels. Um, so Chris King, this is uh, his brother. This is uh, her brother. The father of the kid. I thought Barry was the father. Barry is the father of his... Chris, I, I think Chris King is the dad of the kid, and Barry is Chris's dad, so the grandfather. Really? Even, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find a date. I could be, I could be wrong, but I, I think that's that's how I read it. Well, I said, be... well, this is after, this is 2012. Wow. So I'm thinking that's her sibling. Oh, maybe then. Yeah, Yeah, because oh, earlier, yeah, maybe. Maybe. earlier they were saying Barry was saying all the quotes and stuff like we just want Oh, right. So Barry is the father right. of the kid they got. So, okay. So this and has got to be a yeah, sibling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. right, you're right. Sorry about that, folks. I'm just trying to yeah figure it all out here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it wouldn't be easy. And, he, you know, he brought his dad along with him um, to the meeting. And he says, quote, it was grueling, Chris King said. Um, My dad is a lot tougher than I am. I found it exhausting, you know, mentally and physically. Barry King said Gunnell's story wasn't off the wall, but not exactly promising. Quote, I believe that the story he told Chris and I was believable, Barry King said, but it was con contradicted by previous stories that he has told other people. And that's the fucking problem, too, man. These fucking idiots, they, they get nervous and they get scared. And especially if you're a past, you know, felon or a past convict or whatever the fuck it is with the history. Mm -hmm. And they, they tell all these different fucking stories. And then when they finally tell the right story, the real story, no you don't know whether to believe no them. One believes right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ugh. so Gunnels told the Kings that Bush was a child predator um, who lived in Oakland County at the time, which we're going to talk about him. That's next. the guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. come up and talk about him. Um, quote, it seems clear that he must have had at least some knowledge of the crimes. However, Gunnels denied knowing anything about the Oakland County child killings. Quote, I say right now I have no idea what that man did to anyone else, Gunnels said. Anyone else. Ugh. Chris King asked him about two polygraph the, the two polygraph tests. Quote, my questions for him were, you know it's hard to understand. You tried to cheat on one polygraph exam and failed a second polygraph exam, Chris King said. Quote, so if you had absolutely no involvement or knowledge of these crimes, why would you feel that you had to cheat in the first place? And then why would you fail the second one? It right. doesn't make sense. Valid. Valid as fuck. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Gunnels told the Kings that he felt terrible. Quote, I couldn't imagine having that happen and not knowing all those years. Gunnels said, Gunnels said, I really, really couldn't. Chris and Barry King have been going the extra mile to try and solve the case, not knowing if they have done any good. Quote, it was kind of a long shot that, uh, that it would actually help. Uh, Chris King said, but law, law enforcement said, who knows? Sometimes these guys have remorse and they end up telling you things. So we went with that hope. Okay. So let's talk about this fucking Bush guy, right? Bush. Bush. Beer. Bush. <laughs> fuck this guy. Anyway, I haven't yeah, even read this it. Yeah, dude. This He's on this list and I don't even give a shit. Like, fuck them. It, you'll, you'll feel better about what happens to him. He's not as bad as that fucking 
fucking guy earlier. Jesus. You, you don't know that. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Christopher Bush was conv- uh, convicted <laughs> convicted pedophile who uh, lived in Bloomfield Hills and killed himself in 1978. Yay! Good for him. Yeah, but he killed himself, though. Like That's fine. That means we didn't... Actually... Even... Yes, but there's a... Conspiracy. Actually, did he? Oh, ooh. ooh. Dun, dun, dun. I can't reach it. Yeah, I know. People don't expect it anymore. Nope. <laughs> I'm done. That's why he doesn't press buttons anymore. I think we're swapping seats now. Yeah, yeah. We should. Do, we should just give this to him and let him do that. We let him control that fucking thing. So uh, for decades, victims' family members had believed Bush could have been the killer. In 1977, Gregory Green, 27, was arrested on child sexual assault charges. Green led investigators to 26-year-old Bush, telling them Bush killed Stebbins. Remember Mark uh, Mark Stebbins from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. However, yeah. However, Bush and Green both passed polygraph examinations, which doesn't mean shit, people. By the nope. way, they are. That's why they're completely inadmissible in court. Yep. You can fucking lie through one. You can find ways to pass it. It's the they're garbage. Correct. And, and you don't have to take one either. No, like, you don't have to. You don't ever have to take one. And it, it's not like they're going to go, whoa, why didn't you take one when you go to court? You're going to be like, because I know they don't fucking work. Yeah. Like, seriously. They, yes. and why they even have them doesn't even make any sense anymore. Yes. Sorry. So Green was convicted and sentenced to life in prison for sexually assaulting young boys. Fuck. Bush first got probation for the uh, for the same charges before ultimately killing himself. However, in 2012, it was revealed that there is zero evidence suggesting Bush is the Oakland County child killer. His DNA does not match the physical evidence that investigators have. Quote, what evidence that may or may not exist does not come back to Bush, said Oakland County Prosecutor Jessica well, Cooper. if it doesn't exist, of course it doesn't. Right. And if you don't have anything, what's less than zero, motherfucker? So police sources had told WDIV that Bush's suicide scene was suspicious and may have been a murder. Hmm. Uh, that's that's good so they know he had a drawing of a tortured boy that closely resembled victim mark stebbins ropes were found in his closet he had a blue vega car which looked like the infamous blue gremlin spotted at one of the abductions Mm -hmm. it was later revealed by investigators that bush was in custody while police investigated the killings and admitted he was a pedophile Investigators wanted to keep him in jail, but he was let go after he agreed to a plea deal. However, none of that matters now after investigators say Bush did not commit the murders. Quote, there isn't a piece of evidence that we can point to and say Mr. Bush killed Timothy King, Jill Robinson, Christine Mahalik, or or Mark Stebbins, said Paul Walton, chief assistant Oakland County prosecutor. Chris King, Timothy King's brother, said he thought Bush was involved because the suicide scene uh, photos show potential evidence linked to the cases. One photograph shows the drawing that was pinned on Bush's wall, which closely resembles Stebbins. The photographs also show ropes that appear to have blood on them and a shotgun shell. However, the shotgun shell in Bush's room cannot be matched with the caliber used to kill Jill Robinson. Quote, they even took it to NASA to try and see if they could get an identification of the caliber, and there was no way in which they could do that, said uh, Cooper. Prosecutors also said they tracked down the scientist who analyzed the ropes found uh, found at the home of uh, of Bush, this idiot. Mm-hmm. Quote, he conclusively told us that he was aware of these facts and that had, uh, that had there been blo- uh, any blood on that rope or ligature, he would have sent it on to the evidence unit. Okay? Okay. Right. 
So there's the main fucking suspects in the case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So where are we feeling on this? We, we definitely want to know what you guys think about this. Uh, I know where I'm at. I feel like it was two separate things going on, but that pedophile ring was fucking involved. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think it's weird, man. Like, because you, you look at that first part and there's definitely a possibility that something was going on there, especially the fact that like the whole Bob Moore thing. And the picture that the dude's like looks like the little king dude, you know, king boy, yeah. whatever. And then, then you get to that other guy, and then there's like the the hair that was found that matches DNA from the other two. Like, but see that that's that's the one that's weird too is that there was the one you can kind of almost dismiss, like okay, you know, maybe they were in the same area, whatever. Two separate mm-hmm. victims, hairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That. That is not a coincidence. Yeah, no, not at all. That is not a fucking coincidence. But again, it's circumstantial fucking evidence, and you can't go to yeah. a fucking you can't. There's no, and there was no, there was no definitive DNA profile like match to any. But they right. never matched it to anybody. Right. And I know that a lot they of can our tell you who it wasn't, but they right. didn't match it to anybody. I know a lot of our listeners out there. You guys, yeah. you obviously listen to true crime stuff like that and whatnot. And you're you smart get, people. You're, we love you're you. very, very smart people, and that's why you listen to our fucking show. And you know I what? Mean, God damn it. You're beautiful. You are beautiful. And if any, no one's told you that today. I think, I think you we are. have, I think we have the best looking listener base of all podcasts. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Like I, I'm sometimes I'm like, yeah. I, I, I got to stop looking at these people. It's getting weird. It's weird. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to say is, is that remember, we do have this thing in the, this country called double jeopardy. So meaning that if you go yep. up for something and you are found innocent, if they it. acquit you of murder. Right. And then if they acquit you of it, they you can't be charged again. Nope. So they need to go in with the, what they consider to be a slam dunk or at least as close as they possibly can to and hope that a judge or not a judge, but a jury will decide their fate as being right. guilty. Okay. Because right, right. what happens a lot of times is, is that these motherfuckers will go in there and they'll try them and they get away on a technicality and or something. That's why OJ can write a book. That it basically right. tells you exactly what the fuck he did. If I done it, yeah, <laughs> you and fuck. Uh, they can't come back and charge. Him. Right, yeah. Correct. So you have to be real. They have to be careful about it. So I know when you listen to a lot of these things, you're like, well, wait a minute, the fucking hair's right there. But that's just the tip of the fucking iceberg, and you need like a lot bigger piece yeah. than that. Yeah. So you said the tip. Yeah, just the tip. <laughs> so that's a poor choice of jokes for this episode. Yeah, sir. it is pretty bad. Logan, I think I think you should feel terrible. You're in right timeout. Yeah. So, hey, on another quick note here. Yeah. Um, John Wayne Gacy actually makes an appearance in this story briefly. Really? Wait, what? Yeah. yeah, okay. You know, the old clown fuck himself. Yeah. Yeah. One witness described two men he claimed to have been abducting King. Remember Timmy King? Mm-hmm. Yes. One of those men's descriptions, Um, it's a bit of striking resemblance to John Wayne Gacy. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Gacy was rumored to have been in Michigan at the time of the killings. Interesting. It was found that Gacy's DNA did not match DNA found on the victims, uh, however. Okay. And that was the end of that. But right. you never know. There's could plenty he of people. Could have been there. They're right. There's plenty of people that think there were multiple people involved. Could he have been one? And the, again, we bring these cases because they are technically unsolved. And new ears. When I heard about this case, I had never heard of it before. No. When it just popped up, Me I was like, either. "What's this?" And I'm yeah. looking at it like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. You know what I mean? So, did you know that John Wayne Gacy was uh, his name got brought up at all? No, I had no idea. Well, there you go. Yeah, actually, uh, that was quite You're surprising. welcome. And fuck John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, he's a... I mean, not literally, but... Well, with a spiked fucking bat. Okay. Is that too much? 
No. Did I go overboard? You could be a little bit more. A little bit more? Yeah. What a fuck. Anyway, so that's almost everything. Almost? Yeah. There's more. Oh. There were a few things that we found from around 2013, but they were just small little nuggets that we could not find anything to really update the situations with. So we have left those out as well. There is also a side plot, if you will, involving a man using the alias Jeff claiming that he was part of an investigative team putting over 10,000 hours into their own investigations. They claimed to know the identity of the killer, but would not divulge the name unless they were able to set the information the police had to confirm the person's identity. So they want to talk to the police and kind of so, yeah. cross um, so, evidence. All right. The weird thing is um, this I found, I actually found this because in that article that I got a lot of the information from, they had talked about a guy whose name, who went by the name Bob, mm-hmm. and it was it was the story, he's like, this guy named Bob kind of, like, uh, ingratiated himself into the investigation. Okay. And claimed that he was part of a team of investigators, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I started looking that up more to see if I could figure that out, and mm-hmm. I came across this. Mm-hmm. But this one, they're saying the guy's name was Jeff. So I don't know if the, I, I assume it's the same guy, because the stories are essentially identical. Okay. Well, it says he's he, he, an alias, so yeah. I mean, maybe he's so using... So I don't know if he used whatever, but... Um, so then I, I read up a little bit on this, and I guess this guy was saying that um, they had been doing their own investigation, and there's like 10 or 15 of them, Okay, and they had done their own investigation and all this shit, and they knew they knew who it was, and they wanted, they kept saying, uh, talking to the police, saying that they wanted, like, look, we know who it is, but we need confirmation. We need the information that you guys have so we can confirm that it's the right person, right? Which... Seems shady as fuck to me. First of all, mm-hmm. like and like the police were basically Wait, like shady from from Jeff's aspect. Yes, here, yeah, yeah oh yeah, okay. And uh, why why do you think that looks shady? Because he's instead asking, of just handing it over, he's asking for all the information the police have to confirm the identity of this person that oh. they say they know who did it. Yeah, and I'm like, to me, I'm like, all right, either a the guy's just trying to get information from the cops because he's trying to. F- you know, he just wants inside info and see what he can find. Right. Or B, this motherfucker had something to do with it. Yep. And he's trying to see what the cops have on him. You oh, know what I'm saying? I could knows. see that. So basically the cops were like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And then that was kind of the end of it. Yeah, that's that's. But he, uh, like, there was... Yeah, uh, well, the police did not share any information. No, they Good. did not. And then he ended up going, this Jeff dude ended up going to, like, some investigative reporters and shit like that to try to get the story out. And then there was a lawsuit that came from the Kings. The Kings sued the uh, the police over a bunch of shit, like, uh, about how they fucked up the case, basically. That had And they basically uh, um, used the fact that this guy was coming forward as like their reasoning behind a lot, like there was all kinds of like random shit, but basically to me it boils like I didn't want to put the whole thing in there because it was just like a whole other rabbit hole to go down. Right, the information's out there; you guys can find it and look it up for yourselves if yeah. you want to. To me, it screams of either a some dude just trying to get involved that really didn't have anything, but he was trying to get himself involved in the investigation for whatever reason, or b this fucking guy had something to do with it. Yeah. And if that's the case. That should be a way bigger fucking story than it is. Right. Because they I would assume at least be pursuing it. I was gonna say I would assume that the police were trying to figure it out, and I would hope that in some that at least somebody the the, the police office was like, We should fucking try to figure out who this guy is because he right. might have had something to do with it. But I really couldn't find much more about it. Like 
there is stuff out there. I didn't dig, dig, like super dig into it, but. Let's say he didn't have anything to do with it. If he says he has information, they should be on that. They should be right. going but, after this motherfucker to find out what time, he has. At the same time, they can't force him. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, and, and there's got to be ways. And they were saying like, look, we're not going to give you, because you, the police can't. That's fucking private. Like, that's their case. Right. They're not going to give it to some dude just because he claims to have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because basically he was like, this Jeff guy was like, look, I will give you the identity of the person if you give me your information first so I can confirm it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fucked. That is fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you can just say, oh, yeah, it's just my neighbor next door. And fucking they tell you who it is. And they're like, oh, or, yeah, never not, mind. I not, thought it was somebody else. Or, or he, this guy and out. now yeah. he's got all the extra information. Or right. he knows who it is and he's telling his fucking buddy, you need to get the fuck out of see, Dodge. And that's, that and fucking, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he's yeah. trying to see what they right he's trying to see what they have on. As yeah, far that's as, weird. As far dude. As I've never goes. even heard of something like that before. It was it's a weird. And I didn't want to get too far into it. Right. Because it was like a whole nother like subplot. Yeah. So, uh, but it the, the, you can find some stuff on it out there if you want to look it up. It's out there, and we'll definitely listen. You know how these things go. If we get any kind of information that happens to pop up, we will definitely tell you about it, and we will let you know. We want to know what you guys think. Do you think it was one guy? Do you think it was multiple guys? Do you think that the fucking weird pedophile, fucking creepy fucks ring had something to do with it? Yeah. Um, let us know what you guys think of it. Do you think a pacer is better than a fucking gremlin? One hundred percent. Yeah, not at all. Did, did we post that up on uh, social media? No, I got the pictures i'll post them okay there. cool so make sure you guys look on our social media to see which one of those uh, uh it's definitely the social media the social media yeah so listen we know that was a lot to unpack that was very very rough at certain points i'm still feeling a little bit queasy myself it's gross Same. Yep. i think it's the 99 bananas not it, that's definitely the 99 yeah, that's, that's your problem <laughs> and uh so let us know what you guys think of that and in the meantime it's time for Everyone's uh, wait a minute, hold favorite on. spots of the show. What is that? He's, he's been gone too long. Um, when we stop? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. No, of course, it's the movies. And now, boys and girls, it's your favorite part of the show the movie review. Which top 10 movies will make the cut today? Ta da! <laughs> so we are on Ranker. We love Ranker because they add all kinds of different lists, and it's yeah. super fucking fun. Yeah, and, yeah. and we are going to be talking about the top ten scariest movies. Hey, by the way, it's October. Wait, it's our favorite month of the year. It's October. Yeah, yes, it's um, October. Very behind. Yeah. Mm. He's like, fuck, dude. I thought it was like June. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the top. Movies, horror movies. The scariest horror movies of the 70s. Of the 70s. Yes. Ooh, I like it. Number 10 on this list is Play Misty for me. Hmm. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. That was a horror movie? It's more like a psychological thriller. Ah, Yeah. Play Misty for me is a 1971 American psychological thriller directed by and starring Clint Eastwood. Yeah. You feel lucky, punk? (laughs) Well, well, do ya? ya. (laughs) Um, Speaking of, hold on. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, All right. Yeah, Someone's feeling lucky. Yeah. I'm lucky with my Miller High Life. We need that ding. ding we got to get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, starring Clint Eastwood in his direct- directorial debut. Uh, also, uh, Jessica Walter and Donna Mills co-star in this oh, one. So, yeah, okay. never, I don't think I've ever seen this, to be honest with you. I've seen bits and pieces of it. You, you, oh, you, you tired me. over there? 
I'm really not. You good? I'm just yawning. You good? I slept all day. I don't go. <laughs> so this is 167 on their list right now, but it's number 10 on their list. So I don't know what that means. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know. It says 167 here. That uh, that's how many votes. Sorry, it's one 167 Jesus votes. Part. Fucking crazy. Sorry. Who's the really tired one here? Sorry. Number nine, Seriously, bro. Number nine. I don't know why this says this because <laughs> this is amazing. Number nine is Dawn of the Dead. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Um, Tom Savini. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Directed by George Romero. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. From 1978, except the uh, little snippet of the movie on the left over here is actually from the 2010 version. That's oh, Ving Rhames right there. You know what? It wasn't that bad. Yeah. What, the remake? Yeah. The remake. I thought it was great. It wasn't that bad. I thought it was great. Ving Rhames is amazing and everything. Baby Zombie's awesome. Yeah. Baby Zombie's yeah, yeah that, cool. whole, that whole movie was, it was cool. Stuck in a fucking mall and shit. Anyway, it was good. This film is a 1978 Italian-American horror drama film written and directed by George A. Romero. What? <laughs> it was the second film made in Romero's series, but contains no characters yeah. or settings from them. Yeah, that's a good one. I yeah. like that one. Yeah, it's a good movie. Number eight, ooh, The Omen. Damien. Damien. You guys should be watching all these movies for, uh, yeah, for Halloween. Yeah, this will get you time. started yeah. on your uh, Halloween movies. You got to start watching your horror movies We're what, Halloween. six days in? You better have watched yeah. six horror movies already. Yes, you should have. I haven't. Least. I'm just going to have to cram. I've been binge watching the Wu-Tang Clan show, and it's fucking amazing. I've heard it's great. Dude, it's fucking amazing. It's called yeah. like American Saga, yeah. Wu-Tang yeah, Clan. Yeah. It is so good. <laughs> How good is it? So good. Oh, so and good. if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can listen to the ODB Day the Music Dad. Mm-hmm. Which his character in there, like, dude, he plays ODB so well. Yeah. The whole, it's just fucking great. Anyway, The Omen, starring Gregory Peck and Lee Remick. Gregory Peck. That's right. The Omen is a 1976 British-American supernatural horror film directed by Richard Donner. The film stars Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, David Warner, Harvey Spencer, Stephen, or Harvey Spencer, Stephen, sorry, that's a long-ass name, Billy Whitelaw, and a bunch of other people. It's about a fucking creepy-ass kid. He is the son of the devil. Right. The spawn of Satan. It's creepy. Satan! Creep, creepy. They're not giving us any other list this time. I know. I know. I saw that. I'm bummed. That's fucked. Number seven. Da-da, da-da. Oh, it's Chucky. Da- yes, it's Ch- No, it's Jaws. <laughs> the original Jaws. Steven Spielberg here, of course. The one about the lion. You're going to need to Yeah, it it's out. about the lion. Yeah. Dude, you know what's actually really funny about this movie? Oh, boy. So there's an actual, like, conspiracy thing. <laughs> I want to throw a Lego at you, but I don't want to ruin that. <laughs> don't work. ruin my Legos. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I'm going to record that laugh. I'm going to play it every time someone fucking calls me. Anyways, so there's a theory of that, um, like when you watch the movie, everyone thinks that uh, when he's on the boat and he sees Josh for the first time, he thinks that, <laughs> <laughs> that if he thinks that everyone said that everyone thinks that he says we're going to need a bigger boat, but in reality, it's you're going to need a bigger boat. Right. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. And, and How the, is that a conspiracy? It's a it's a legitimate conspiracy no, online. That, no that is called the, uh, the Mandela. Mandela effect. Wow. You which we know your shit. Well, it's not a conspiracy. We've covered that before. It's not a conspiracy <laughs> if we? you can turn the movie on and prove what it is. <laughs> so, you know, what's crazy about this, though? Like, what? little, little <laughs> side note. Your life um, is stupid. Our bonus for this kind week of, yeah. is yeah. going to be on. Jaws? The Mandela effect. No. It's going to be on Haddon Clark, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Haddon Clark is considered to be one of the suspect or the uh, potential uh, suspects for yes. the Lady of the Dunes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Which the Lady of the Dunes mm-hmm. 
Correct. Remember, they said she showed up on the set of Jaws because they were recording Possibly. it there. Possibly. Holy shit. Possibly. Fucking connection. Allegedly. Fucking brought that shit around. You oh, see that? That, that was a deep my. reach, but yeah, yeah, it's good for you guys. Number six, mm-hmm. Carrie. Oh, nice. Carrie. Wait, I like the newer one, to be honest. John Travolta Carrie. was in Carrie? Yeah, he was the mom. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that was quick. That was good. <laughs> yep. That was good. That was good. <laughs> wow. I didn't know John Travolta was in this. I knew Sissy Spacek was. But, uh, 1976. Carrie is a 1976 American supernatural horror film based on Stephen King's first major 1974 novel of the same name. And we all know what it is. It's a lady who has supernatural abilities. And Telekinesis. She, she's getting pissed off at everyone fucking and with her. They throw fucks everybody up, pig dude. blood at a prom and she just yeah. destroys them. Yeah, yeah she dude. does some yeah, stuff. It's pretty badass. Mm. She does some stuff. She did a thing. She, <laughs> she did some stuff. Yeah. Some other stuff. Dude, so honestly, I like the I like the newer one more than the original. Yeah, it was fuck. Are you I, I, fucking serious? It was 100%. okay. It was okay. It was I, I like terrible, It seemed dude. more, I don't know, it seemed more relevant than the, uh, the original one. That's because, because you're seven. New. Yeah, right. Teen. He's a baby. I am the baby. He's a baby. He's a baby. He's a baby. Look at them cheeks. Oh, this is a baby. What? Why do you, what do you sound like? Holy I shit. don't know. It's me, it, a meatwad. No, you yeah, sound like the fucking Powerpuff Girls. No, it's Meatwad. <laughs> oh, Bubba, come on, get on my move. You want to come on rock and roll? <laughs> meatwad, dude. Sorry. Or maybe that's a new character for the show. Yeah, that definitely is something. <laughs> so number five is When a Stranger Calls. This is actually a pretty cool movie. We just talked about this on another list not too long ago. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. We? Yes, we did. Okay. Um, 1979. Oh, yeah, the phone calls. The phone calls, yeah. Yeah. Carol Kane, Charles Dunning, When a Stranger Calls is a 1979 psychological horror film. It was directed by Fred Walton and stars Carol Kane and Charles Dunning. The film derives its story from the classic folk legend of, you know, when they're in the house and they phone call you. The call is coming from inside the house. It's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love the remake of this. I love the original. I've been a huge fan of all these. I was not a big fan of the second one with Dennis Hopper in it. No. It was really fucking weird. It was all right. Dude, the second one's great, man. Or, or uh, was that the one? Or uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what's the one with fucking... Um, Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey and the, the chick. Yeah. Uh, um, what the fuck is her name? Matthew the, the Bridget Jones yeah, chick. Yeah, yeah, The fuck is her fucking name? name. All right, all right. Anyway, all right. yeah, they were in that together, and it was so bad. That was so bad. I'm pretty sure that was the second one. No, I think that might have been the... It might have been the third. third it could have been the fucking eighth. I don't know at this point. Probably. So obviously you guys know about this. Together. It's American Bill Slasher. Bill in the second one. He's the dude with the like plate in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chopped up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot all about that. Oh, yeah. He's, he always scratches it with like the hanger and then yeah. he, like eats it or whatever. <laughs> so you guys know what it is. It's about that fucking creepy ass family and you got Leatherface. There's and, a guy. There's yeah. a chainsaw. Right. Hilarity ensues. There's right. It's hilarious. <laughs> Best comedy of the year. <laughs> Coming good, in number four. <laughs> good clean family fun. Yes, it's fucking beautiful is what it is i love it so much uh number three on the list is alien oh that's the original baby that is uh 1979 directed by ridley scott sigourney weaver of course you guys don't know what alien is then you should probably punch yourself directly in the tit or dick and then go watch it so to kind of sidetrack here for a quick quick tit and dick i don't know what you guys have out there dude so there was a high school that did a play on alien that actually got sigourney reaver wow weaver to uh, 99 to, balloons over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's hit me a little harder than I thought. 
but but actually uh she was actually like commented on it saying it was like one of like the fucking best theatrical performances she's ever seen it was it was actually pretty pretty fun that's awesome but they legitimately nice. made yeah. the xeno the the xenomorph they actually made it the, the actual costume so like it comes on stage and you're like holy fuck it looks like the real thing what the fuck did that school afford that yeah, well, let's just say it was Probably one of those rich schools. Yeah, <laughs> one of those fancy schools one with of that, books and shit. One of them higher up. Right. So Alien, obviously amazing. <laughs> I didn't know they still had the arts in schools anymore. I thought yeah. they, got, I thought they oh, cut all that. That was the, the last Disturbing to get cut. Number two, the original Halloween, baby. Nice. Which, new one, uh, the new uh, one's coming out soon, just, right? Yes, can I? Is. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to say this. Oh, oh, boy. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to hate it. You're, everyone's going to fucking hate you, aren't they? Mm-hmm. It's not that I hate Halloween. Hmm. Like the movie is, or the, the month? <laughs> yeah. The movie. The month. You mean the, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> holiday? It's it's like... All month long. For me, mm-hmm. of, all, of, of the big like slasher horror films from back then... It was the greatest, I know. It's the most boring to me, man. It's a slow burn. It is. I just can, I, I just never got it. I, I it's don't a like slow my, burn. I don't like Michael Myers. Okay, so let me ask like you. Him. Did you like the zombie remakes? The Rob Zombie remakes? I did, yes. I think those were definitely better of all of them. Yeah, I mean they were entertaining, but you also have to look at the times too. You know what I mean? Like you know Correct. when you, when you're younger. No, no, no. I get, I get that. I get all that. I was two, so when I first saw that, I was probably like fucking, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, something Three. like that. No, and I get that. I saw yeah, when I was, I was pretty, two. I saw when I was pretty young too. But it's, <sighs> I just like, I don't know. Of all of them, that that one just never resonated with me. I don't know. Yeah, I like it. It's a, they're they're fun to watch. But I was I mean, see, I would rather watch. It would be Halloween. my last choice of like. Yeah, but see, I would rather watch Horror Halloween Flicks. Yeah. versus like Friday the Thirteenth. Dude, I'd what? Fr- you're no, no, you're wrong on that one. Sorry. Why? Because just the. <laughs> Ex- explain to me your your. Okay, your when thoughts. it comes to Jason Voorhees, and Correct. it comes to the the entire the lore. I'm talking about the first Halloween versus the first Friday the Thirteenth. The yeah, first Friday absolutely. the Thirteenth blows it out of the water. I think. Yeah, it's a, just a gory fucking tits everywhere slasher. It's n- not even Jason Voorhees; it's his mother, which is why it's awesome. Which is why it's awesome. Wait, it's a, it's... Jason Voorhees' mother's tits is awesome. I mean, if she showed them, I'm sure it'd be great. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds gross. I'm I've sure, seen her. I've sure seen her. I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't want to see those. You don't know that. It's movie magic. You look like a couple be. of fucking. Hands. She might have had the greatest tits so in the would, world. So they would. They would show her face. They would just show her tits and it'd be like some twenty. Look like some fucking hard boiled eggs and some socks. <laughs> just, just fucking. <laughs> ugh, Two eggs hanging from yeah. the nails. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so no, uh, the the original. I would, I would much rather watch. Yeah, the first it, that was so good. And listen, they were all that TNA slasher shit back then. Correct. That's what they were. Like you knew you were going to see gratuitous fucking violence violence and gratuitous nudity mm-hmm. and boobies boobies and you know that's what you're gonna see yeah that's you know that's this is the part that gray's this is the part my wife's gonna walk in on <laughs> yep. uh, hi honey i love you yeah, we said boobs. <laughs> so no in my honest opinion um i love to be honest i if you if you had to go and sit and watch a um an anthology mm-hmm. like the entire series yeah. of a horror lord of the rings Good, that's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, what would it be? Because mine would be definitely be Friday the 13th. Probably Nightmare on Elm Street or Hellraiser, even though some of the later Hellraisers were really bad. See, I would say Halloween. Pinhead, Pinhead is my favorite evil villain. Yeah, th- that's on a different level, though, to yeah. me. Like, yeah. if you watch, like, the original Hellraiser. We're talking Hellraiser. straight, like, slasher type shit, probably, for, uh, for, uh, probably uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm See, Street. now, my okay. question is, though, how would you... Because Freddy's, he's such a dick, and he's hilarious I love, I, I love and Nightmare on Elm Street. the scariest part about that is, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, that whole concept came from an actual real thing um, from Wes that's, Craven. That's actually not true. 
what do you mean it's not true? That's a, uh, no, no, no. Like his the the concept he got from it. So there was a oh god, where the fuck was it? It was like some country over by Vietnam or whatever, where they actually moved to San Francisco, and a lot of these people were just dying in their sleep. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, okay, okay. No, not that Freddy no, Krueger's real. No, well, there was there was like that rumor <laughs> going around that he got it from some guy that was like there was like based on a true story. Oh no, no, no. I'm talking but about no. The, yeah, there's the like dying um, in your sleep. Thing. Yeah, yeah. There's like some uh, I can't think of what it was called. So. Can yeah, I, I know what you're, t- I know what you're yeah. talking about. So, hold it's on. pretty crazy. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm just going to add a little, little little juicy detail, okay? I had a nightmare that my wife and I got into an argument, which we never do. That's frightening. Yeah? It is. It is. Okay. Um, Sounds my like nightmare. an day in my house, but go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's my point, exactly. <laughs> um, anyways, so, <clears throat> we got into a heated argument over, I don't even remember what it was. It was something stupid. In the dream. In the dream. Okay. Slash nightmare. So, okay. so she decided to pick up one of those old school heavy steel fucking chairs that you see at like a fucking auditorium. Does this turn into a wrestling event? I know. <laughs> yes. Not a folding chair. All of a sudden, all of a sudden seated... it's fucking the Royal Rumble in here. Yes. So but, not a folding chair. Not a folding chair. An okay. actual chair. Okay. And she decided to throw it at me. And the leg pierced my chest. Yeah, you deserved it. I, I probably did. Um, okay. Did you die in the dream? I was coughing up blood in the dream. And I woke up coughing up blood and I still have the blood stain on my pillow from when I when that happened nice. and I freaked the fuck out and I woke her up and I was like you just find fucking killing me you know what happened what one two Freddy's coming <laughs> for you yep I do love I do love those movies I'm Freddy not gonna versus lie. Jason was amazing that I was did, I did so, like Freddy versus Jason. you didn't I loved it oh it was fantastic dude, it was so West good Co- dude new nightmare yeah. Was probably the most underrated one of all of them. That movie was so fucking good. Dude. Is that the one with the kids? Like, that's the, the well, one. They're all with the kids, but uh, <clears throat> no, that's the one. So new nightmare. I'm thinking Dream Warriors. That's the one I. Did that's like. my favorite one. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, that's the best one. Where oh they're in the God. fucking I mental hospital. I want to watch part of the thirteenth now. Where they're in like the hospital, mental hospital. They, yeah, yeah, yeah no, dude, sure. that's the best one. Yeah. Dude, the best that's my favorite scene of all of them is when he like fucking cuts the dude's wrists and legs and he's like using his fucking tendons. Oh, made him a marionette yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. my favorite that's part cool. is when what's her face Welcome is, uh, to Primetime, bitch. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking slam your <laughs> yeah. head into the TV. Which one was it where he was uh where this fucking it was a blonde chick that was bench pressing? She was like really into fucking weightlifting. And like she's like, I can't do it, I can't do it. And he was like, I believe in you. No, 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 no. What was no, I don't remember what it was. But anyways, that was probably the best one. Mm. You remember what I'm talking about? You okay over there? No more 99 balloons for you, buddy. <laughs> Nine oh nine. Anyway, number one on this list, as everyone's waiting, and it should be, it's The Exorcist. Ooh. Yeah. And the reason I say it should be, and not because, I mean, it's a, it's a classic scary movie, but because of the overall... What it did to people oh, when man. it came out. Fucking panic. People believed it was real. Dude, people were thrown up in the theaters and losing their it shit. Fucked it fucked people yeah, up. Man. So to me... If you can make a movie that fucks people up to that magnitude, then you should be number one on the list. And mm-hmm. I agree with this one. And if you haven't seen Exorcist, please go watch it. It's it's October. Get your fucking spook on. Mm-hmm. Those are your movies for this episode. Yep. God, we needed a palate cleanser after all of that horrible bullshit we just we listened sure to. Yeah. God, my heart goes out to the families of those fucking children and everyone involved in that, except those guys who were pedophiles and they can all be beaten to death with a fucking stick. Correct. Right. So that's how I feel about that. Absolutely. So, all right. We're heading to the end of the episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you guys what happened to me last night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, you remembered. I didn't remember. I forgot. Just because (laughs) it's fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, uh, a couple of nights ago, we we were on our way back from uh, Minnesota. Oh, which real fast, I gotta say that too. Browns fucking won. It was a beautiful fucking win. Actually, it was an ugly win yeah, to be well, honest they with won. you. That's all that we won. 
And again, like our fucking Browns would have lost that game any other year. Yeah, it was it was we did we did well. We won. Uh, Minnesota, if you're from Minnesota, if you're from Minneapolis, you guys have a beautiful fucking city. I fucking love it up there, dude. It's gorgeous. Everyone they were so nice. No, it didn't matter how much we went to these uh like it's a full city um tailgate when oh, you yeah. go there. Yeah. And but, our hotel was like Basically two blocks away from the stadium. Nice. So you could see the stadium, which looks like a fucking uh, spaceship. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, so we went to these tailgate parties, and dude, it was a blast. Ended up going to the fucking game. It was a blast. Everyone there was having so much fun. I have never wanted to convert to a different team more in my life than I did hanging out in a Viking stadium. Hmm. There, Dude, you of all people, because I know you're into that Viking thing. It is fucking it. The hype there and there, it's it's like this. You almost feel like you're in, uh, like you're going to battle on a Viking ship. Mm. Like they've got the huge horns, like you know, and they're doing the the freaking skull, Excuse skull. Me. <laughs> Sorry, you feel better. <laughs> but it was just amazing, and thank you guys so much for your hospitality up there. It was fucking beautiful, and had a great, 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 great time. Except I was super fucking hungover the next day and whatever. Shocker. Anyway. So on our way home, yes. Apparently, there were a couple of sketchy people at our establishment. Mm-hmm. Okay, at the bar. Correct. Okay, and they were being, you know, well, sketchy, boisterous. They were even asking the bartender, like, um, you know, d- does she leave with cash at night? And they're sitting at opposite, like these two guys are sitting at different tables and not ordering drinks for like four hours, just kind of sitting there. And one, the third one's kind of walking around the outside. Well, first of all in our establishment and we do not tolerate anything there no no our customers there are our family yeah absolutely and it's literally fuck around and find out yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah. and and i don't want to say that to scare anybody off because it's not like you know it's not like it's a a punch palace or anything like that no not at all but if you cause a problem you're going to get a problem yeah absolutely so next thing you know last night i you know work get home I'm sitting down and having dinner with my wife, and then all of a sudden, hey, I get a text. Those guys are up here, and they're being really weird. Same guys? Same guys. The case in the joint. Well, so Grace and I, I'm like, come on, honey, let's go for a ride real quick, you know, because they had left, and I wanted to see. Well, they left on a piece of shit, wobbly four-wheeler. Two guys Mm -hmm. on a Mm four-wheeler, so they're nuts to butts, which Mm -hmm. is fucking weird to begin with. Yep. And so I'm like, I want to go see these guys, and I want to find out where they, well, they went to the bar down the street. Barn on the street. We're friends with the owners of the, that bar. Yeah. So we decided to stop by there and get a drink. Well, they were there. They saw I was still in my my depot shirt and stuff like that. They saw us and walked out. Weird, right? Yeah. Okay. So the bartender there, who we know, um, she went and locked the doors or whatever like that. And all of a sudden you hear this fucking four wheeler drive by and it's them. Turns out that one of the guys just got out of jail for a 10 year bid of uh, burglary and mm. And was trying to sell his four-wheeler for a gun. Okay. And they live behind the gas station in the woods in a tent right across the street from the other bar that's right down the street from us. Oh, my God. Okay. It gets fucking weirder, dude. How? <laughs> so, just, just, so we ended up, uh, you know, all of a sudden we're sitting there and we're getting ready to leave from this bar. And I'll give Jokers a shout out if they happen to be listening or anyone out there. Jokers, those are our friends out there. Right. New bar in town. And yeah, yeah. They're, they're awesome. Anyway, so we're going out and we're uh, <laughs> we're standing there. All of a sudden, one of the dudes—I'm not sure which one—I don't know if it's who it was because I don't know the guys. Anyway, they are on their four wheeler coming back around doing donuts in the parking lot. 
loud as fuck. It, this is probably 1 o'clock in the morning, 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. Seriously? Yeah, all right? Just fucking, like, going up. Me, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to go over and say something to this fucking guy because I'm stupid, you know. Grace is like, no, get in the car. Like, stop. Let's just call the cops and, you know, have them deal with this. Well, I call the cops and let them know who I am, you know, and uh, what was going on or whatever. So next thing you know, the guy on the four-wheeler hightails it all the way down towards our bar. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, let's follow this guy, see what the fuck he's doing. So we get in our car and we're driving down there and we see him turn into our up our place and yeah, go in yeah. there. Now, first of all, you're not supposed to have a four-wheeler on the fucking streets no, anyway. No. This thing had like a pedal headlight and the wheels were wobbling. Like uh, literally going on a road, it was like, like just fucking this big jank piece of shit. Okay. So we pull in and then all of a sudden as we're pulling in and this guy pulls in, he goes into our back parking lot. Yeah. I see two of our customers on their Harleys who are the fuck around and find yeah, out type. Yeah. They bust a U immediately. They saw him coming in. Yeah. They turn around. And they turn around and all of a sudden they're trying to freaking squeeze the guy in. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck is going on with you? Because the dude's on something. Yeah. Well, he got around him and all of a sudden the cops are coming. So we stopped them. We're like, listen, the cops coming. Don't don't mess don't, with this. Yeah, let yeah, let yeah. them deal with this. The cops chase them down, this guy down one way. So he's decided to follow the, this cop to see if they got the guy. They didn't get him. They chased him and pursued him, and they can't do anything yeah. when you're on a motorcycle or yeah, you're yeah. on something like that. So all you can do is pretty much chase them and follow hope, them as far as you can hope follow. for them to yeah. fucking stop. Or yeah, so we go down that way, and then we don't see lights anymore. So we're like, all right, let's go back to the bar. We we'll make sure everything's cool. Make sure our you know our patrons are all good and everybody's yeah. cool because it's a weird situation. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So then we're standing there in the parking lot, and all of a sudden I hear <laughs> coming from the other direction. It's the four-wheeler down the street, and the cops are chasing him like something on a Benny Hill. All I heard was... Like, he went completely... Dude, he had to went, like, two miles down the road. <laughs> and they're just still trying to chase him. And as far as I know, they never caught the fucking guy. Jesus Christ. That's what I was doing until, like, 2 o'clock this morning. <laughs> it was the weirdest fucking shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was my night. How was yours? I don't know. I worked all night. Oh, okay. I went to bed early last night so I don't feel good. Well, good. Yeah. I was wondering why you sent that text out of like one, it was like one thirty about the information for the show. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. Like, why is he still awake? Because I was laying in bed, like fucking hyped up about this. Like, actually, more like, like what the fuck? Like, what yeah. just happened? Yeah. You know? Oh, so passengers, listen. We really hope you enjoyed your ride with us on a horrible, horrible story that is still unsolved, and this fucking douchey bastards that are out there that I would love to know what everybody thinks. Yeah. I would really like to know, like, you know, do you think it was one guy? Do you think it was two guys or whatever? It's the Oakland County child killer, a.k.a. Or if you know the, about the case and we missed something, yeah, let us know. The babysitter babysitter killer, which is a weird name for yeah, it. it. Makes no sense. Yeah. What, what are we doing next week? I don't fucking know. What do you mean you don't know? I have no idea. Well, no, I just kind of wing it, dude. You're just that. like, well, why would we do this one? Well, you know what? And then I'll start doing research and find so, out that it was already solved. And then I'm like, oh, I guess we got to change it. And then I'm we do thinking, Germany. I'm Leland. thinking we are going to do the British Columbia foot problem. The British Columbia <laughs> foot problem. If you don't know okay. about it, it is literally a weird situation that so over in can British I, can Columbia. I, can I? Yeah. So basically what it is. Yeah. Is uh, British Columbia. They're yeah. having this weird issue right now. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh, they have fallen arches, so they're having they're having massive foot problems because they're and they they have a shortage of podiatrists 
and it's causing this big fucking deal. No. Um, no? Good, good, good guess, though. Oh. Um, actually, it's just close? When, no, kind of a bunch of uh, severed feet were just popping up on shore all over the place. That is a foot problem. And yeah, it's really yeah. fucking weird. And um, it's a fucked up story. And we're going to visit that next week. And uh, yeah, we'll find out so, exactly what happened. So it has nothing to do with insoles or no odor problems. Arches or, or arches yeah. falling. Yeah, nothing, nothing like <laughs> Orthopedic that. Orthopedic no, shoes. No, yeah, nothing like that. It's sure. Yeah, I mean, follow us next week to find out. It it, it could be about orthop- orthopedic shoes. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I mean, were any of the feet in orthopedic shoes when they washed ashore? Uh, it's possible. Guess you'll have to listen next week. Did they find any good shoes like Jordans or anything? You you'll have to find out. What do they say? Stay tuned. Did they find pairs? Were they pairs of feet? Like the, the pairs you eat? I don't think you can find no, a no, pair. No, no, no. Like, did they find the like, did they find matching feet, or is it just one foot? I guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be fun. So, listen. Make sure to stop over to our official website, themidnighttrainpodcast.com. That is not the Midnight Tron Podcast or <laughs> podcast.com That's forward a slash Tron. Different thing, right? At our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise. Super sweet. Super at our sweet. store, which is all kinds of fun shit up there, and we'll have more as time goes on and whenever we do it, including our fecal fighter shit-eating robot t-shirt, Oosh. the super popular Don't Be a DeSalvo Oosh. shirt, and the switchblade-wielding jersey raccoon. We got a there's, a, there's a, there's a, there's a situation brewing with the yeah, raccoons, man. I feel like the raccoons and Milo, and Milo are having an issue, huh? Oh it's going to be crazy. Oh, boy. So listen, Dr. Squatch Soap. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, we were just talking about it. Love it. We both got the uh, Stone IPA soap. So amazing. Fan. It is so good. Doctor shower. <laughs> what? So you could drink in the shower? Yes. <laughs> Doctor Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene by providing all natural, high quality, healthy products, bar soaps, hair care, colognes, beard oils, and more that make you feel like a man and smell mm. like a champion. Mm. All soaps and products are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass produced. Get twenty percent off your first subscription. Just head over to the Midnight Train Podcast. Cast.com forward slash sponsors. Click on the banner and use promo code DSC Squatch 20. That's DSC S Q U A T C H 20 to get the best damn soap. And I just cracked open my, and so did you. Yeah. Our, uh, what is it? The, the IPA? St- the Stone IPA. Stone IPA. Yeah. And it smells a delish. And uh, just uh, real quick, their customer service is top notch. Yeah. I had yeah. an issue and it was, it was, dude, they took care of that shit in like 20 minutes. So big ups. Big ups to yeah, them, bro. It's right. good, man. Yeah, boy, their, their soap is fantastic. What, what? Right, right it. near the beach, <laughs> boy. boy. And listeners keep asking how they can help keep the steam in our engines. Well, if you like what you hear from us, and we hope you do, consider being a producer of the show by heading over to the Midnight Train clicking on the Patreon button, or at patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast. For as little as $5 a month, you can get all kinds of cool shit like a custom shirt, custom poster, custom sticker, bonus episodes like we just drop all the time, like the Haddon Clark one coming up, the Hollow Moon Theory, and all kinds of shit. So make sure you guys jump on that, support the show, get bonuses and a bunch of other cool shit, and help produce this motherfucker. Right? Yeah. Right. Also, you can easily like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite mm-hmm. podcast platform. And most importantly, share the Midnight Train to everyone. Tell your friends about it. Please just, just get on there and be like, Dude, Yeah, man. You should text everyone right now. I don't care what time it is. Pull over on the side of the road, text your entire friends list, and just be like, 
contacts, not friends list. I don't want to say friends list. Not even like an, an individual text messages. One, one big, big group, group one. Group Just to piss them off. Yes. Jesus so that way, when Christ. one person replies, if anybody does that, right. if anybody does that, and I'm on those, I'm, <laughs> you're not my friend anymore. I'm doing it right now. Actually. It does take a couple of minutes, and word of mouth is how we're going to get more passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Midnight Train OH, on Instagram at the Midnight Train Podcast, on TikTok at the Midnight Train P, which I've been slacking on lately. Sorry, we've been super fucking busy and on youtube at the midnight train podcast remember we got milo's midnight menagerie coming up soon first episodes dropping soon so make sure you guys check that out we cannot thank you all enough for all the love and support we have received and that you guys give us every single day of every single week you guys really do keep the train moving and thank you so much for listening we have a very special thank you do we to our fearless patreon poopers Trent Scott, John and Kate DeCharnay, DeCharnay, Spencer Dunlap, Jacob Cook, Maggie Brothers, Albert Lopez, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunzelman, Margaret Atkins, Colleen Cox, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Doherty, Turner Cox, Sydney Sayer, Gina Madison, uh, Janice Sherelle, Laura Randall, Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Fun Box Podcast. Good dude over there. Make sure yeah. you guys check him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartolome from the Sister hey, Skeleton hey, Podcast. Hey. They need to stop fucking with those raccoons. They're yeah. trying to. They're trying to mobilize the raccoons against us. That's how you get rabies. I know. What are they doing? I don't know. You're, don't you already live in Jersey. You want to make it worse? <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. saying, man. They're trying to mobilize the raccoons. <laughs> Uh, to Maria Gibbs Chainsaw. Right, right, hold on. Is it? What the go. fuck? I was slagging. Leave me alone. Jigsaw, Rick Resler, Courtney Batchelor, Katie Brabinick, and our boy Bill Birch. Oh, good for you. So do us a favor. Spread the word. And if you want your name to be mentioned on the show and be a just a badass Patreon pooper and for us to be forever grateful, become a Patreon producer. All right. So let us know what you guys think of this. Let yeah. Us, let us know if you like the Gremlin or the Pacer. Right? Yeah, Gremlin. I'm going to put the pictures up shortly here. Gremlin. Start watching horror movies. All of them. Uh, right? Sure. And in the meantime, stay safe uh, out there, passengers. Oh, sorry. And as always, <laughs> choo-choo, motherfuckers! Now go home and get your fucking shine box.